Candle Coven. I'm Elena. And I'm Jocelyn from Bijou Candles. And And this this is is the Candle Candle Coven Coven Podcast. Let's light some candles, get cozy, and talk at it. Uh, We haven't even, like, recorded in so long, and we haven't... Okay. I know that recently we watched a lot of, like... Tens out of tens. Yes. But let's not forget that two weeks ago. Yes. We watched The Abyss. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and nothing has been the same since. So it was it was like two weeks. It was after we recorded like the last podcast. Yeah, it was, was like, like that like night. A couple of weeks ago. And we <laughs> we were like, let's watch a movie. We like got in bed really early. Yeah. We were like, I had let's just get to go to it bed. It always happens so on a Wednesday. Early. Yeah, it was like for a, some reason. Yeah. And we were like. Got in bed at like 7 p.m. Yeah. It was it was like golden hour. Right. It was golden. Yeah. It's like around 7 p.m. And our bedroom is so pretty and like relaxing. We're like, let's get in the bed. Let's get nice and clean. Take a shower and get in the bed. <laughs> and we did. And then we were just like looking for, you know, like when you go through every movie that ever existed and none of them are right. It's so hard. Yeah. But then we stumbled upon... Well, this actually goes into like what I've been like lately with movies, which is what, which is just like, I should watch this. Like, just yeah. I'm always I'm like, just watch it. You're going through like a list of like old things that I've like always gone over, yeah. things I haven't seen in a really long time, and so one of them came. It's almost up. like admitting to yourself that you never actually saw it, right? You're like, I don't know if I saw this or <laughs> yeah. not. But like one thing that we hadn't watched that came up was The Abyss, James yeah. Cameron's The Abyss, and like. The image of it on, like, whatever thing you're watching it on, like, right. the cover of it is so iconic, too. Oh, yeah. And I always, like, kind of got it confused with, like, for some reason, Apocalypse Now. I don't know if they're, like, similar at all in no. terms of, like, the cover. Oh, maybe. Probably I don't, well, not. I can't, I can't think of it, what it looks like. But, um... Apocalypse Now is, like, Vietnam. I know, but I feel like the cover looks similar. It's, so I always, yeah, like, thought I it know was, like, what, some I know weird, what you're like, saying. I always thought it was, like, a Vietnam movie. Sure. But it was absolutely not. It that. was not a Vietnam movie. <laughs> it's James Cameron, which says everything. I mean, it has everything James Cameron esque in it. We've got deep sea. We've deep, got deep, 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 deep sea. sea. We've got diving into the deep sea. Yep. We've got aliens? Question mark. Question mark. We've, We've got, got glowing aliens. Glowing avatar like vibes. We've got a subtle yet overt hatred for women yeah. <laughs> that could also be interpreted as a deep respect. Yes, it's hard to tell. He's a very, I think he feels very confused about how he feels about women. And he always like Let's makes women Hamilton. in these, yeah, he always makes women roles these sort of like powerless but power in powerful positions. They're always like, like the that. smartest and strongest one there. And no one But they just keep getting them. shot on over yes. and over and over again. It's really interesting. So I don't know if it's like he's very aware of like the plight of womanhood right. and like misogyny right. and wants to show us right. or is that like how he feels about women? I'm not really sure because I don't know all the tea on James Cameron. I'm going to be straight up. I think there is tea about him. I think Linda Hamilton has like said shit about him. I think he's very intense. Yeah, obviously. Well, Look, he's some, like the Jeff Bezos of movies. Well, this is like, so not only did we watch The Abyss, which was almost three hours long yeah. and was. It's like driving to fun. Florida to go on a ride. <laughs> yes, but it, the ride is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just drive home. I have to tell you, it was so fucking good. Yeah. It, it really was like and then we watched the making of after which then made us even more obsessed because these people became like master level divers and they were shooting in this like huge. They found like this fucking old 
what was it like some sort of like nuclear it almost looks like a satellite dish yeah but it was like, like, it was a, like nuclear... a nuclear container they were gonna build a nuclear site there and then they didn't or something right. so they used like the structure that they did build and made an ocean and made yeah they made an Basically, ocean wait, do you we do you have to like say what the movie is because like um, I'm gonna. I mean, it came it's, out so long ago. I think ago. it's like from '89 or something. Right. It, it and, doesn't matter um, if you know what's gonna happen because you have to watch this. Yeah. It's they. It's the Ed Harris was so good. At, he made me cry. Ed Harris is so good and so gorgeous. He's so hot. He that man can wear a pair of jeans. Yeah, I put him in like the Christopher Lone, Christopher Maloney. Uh, hot men category. I mean, you're talking about butts. Let's just butts and jeans, butts and dungarees. And jeans. Dungarees. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris invented jeans in 1987. Absolutely, he did. And also, like, he's just hot. His eyes. He's got his beautiful face. deep sea eyes. D- deep deep sea. For some reason, his face is like so rough and sandpapery, yeah. but it works. You know what? I don't know what it is, but I feel like James Cameron really knows how to portray his leading man in a very sexually appealing light. No, that's so true. I mean, obviously we have Leo. Yeah, I mean, he really like Leo was obviously so cute, and Harris is obviously so cute. But the way he films them, yeah, you're just like, let me draw you like one of my French yes. girls. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you guys, it, this movie is so good, and you have to watch making of stuff because it is so unbelievably elaborate. Oh, and what I was gonna say is, so what he talked about in the making of is like the reason he might come across as like stern is because. He's creating environments that are incredibly dangerous to right. film in, right? Yeah, this like this is next level shit. These people have to train for so long. They're literally to even just wear the scuba mask. That's like the helmet. Yes, they're instead do- of like the thing in your mouth. Right? They're literally fil- They're doing acting and like having to like maneuver underwater, which yeah. if you don't know is actually so hard. Yeah, we were like watching them learn how to get their bearings, and like when you first go underwater and all all the gear on, you don't you can't oh my God. walk in a straight line. Yeah, and the shit that they do in the movie to like rebalance their pressure yes like they have to like wait like three months to like go back to the surface oh they go so deep 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 underwater um that they have to like acclimate their bodies along the way and it's like friggin insane because your lungs i would slow. never do it this is like i'd rather oh, go no. into space honestly no yeah i like, don't know this seems it's horrible it's, well, to me concept of the abyss is is deep sea space and the answer is yes <laughs> yeah i mean it's as vast it's that's not- why i'm scared of the deep deep sea guys Ugh. very scary no, it's stuff so for scary. me i was basically oh, sitting, you were, like, up, sitting up the whole time the whole movie i was like what's gonna happen there, no, now like, you talked about it there's this one scene um that's like very intense and ed oh. harris gives this performance i i mean i'm sobbing that was like unf- i can't it was better than maybe like anything i've ever I was seen sobbing yeah I was like, James Cameron, you son of a bitch. Yeah. He makes me cry every time. And um, anyways, so what I was saying about him being so intense, he like expressed that like he has to run it so military perfect and have such high standards Mm -hmm. because there he said there is no reason for anybody to get hurt with the rules that have been put in place. There's no room for error. So he doesn't fuck around. He takes it very seriously so i do respect that and that's the only thing i have to say about james cameron i don't know anything else about him i'd have to read about what people say because he makes movies that um have to have a warning ahead of it for how long it is first of all they're so long and they are worth every minute i don't know how he does it i don't know how he does it he really sets the stage like there's a lot of exposition in his movies yeah just wow his movies are like the first 80% of it is like exposition and the last 20 minutes are like 
the most intense thing you've ever seen. The whole, the, <laughs> I was, I was just like freaking out the whole time. Yeah. Like I was in the best way. And like, I, I'm sad for myself that I can't watch it again for the first time. Mm. That's how I felt about the, the oh way, my God. The, this movie Seriously. that we just watched. The Voyeurs. The Voyeurs came is out. a 10 billion out of 10. It's on Amazon Prime, right? Yes. It is stars Sydney Sweeney. Um, Who is like fantastic for her. Yes. We I've liked her since when did she we like her? She was in like some stuff when she was she younger, was in like in like a teen show, show that was like a high school musical, I hate everything or something, something like that on Netflix. And she was good in it. And she plays this girl who like a musical theater girl, right? Some other girl in like the eighties, yes. right? And it was it was like cool to see. Yes, I just like like her. I just I mean she's obviously gorgeous. Yeah, but like I just like the roles she picks. It's kind of she's kind of like a little like. She's funny. Like she's, she's got like, like a um, little funny edge. She's to like her. a sexy troll. Yeah, like dark, like a dark edge. Which is what I think you love about her because like yes. she trolls people with her sexiness. I, yes, and she's a she shows you things in a trolly way. Like she right. exposes things. And yeah, she exposes like people being gross. Yeah, exactly. It, it's almost just like jokes on you. You're gross. Like she has that look where she was like kind of rolling her eyes all the time. Yeah, like okay. Yeah, like yeah. she like the minute you start talking to her, you think that she thinks you're like the biggest loser in the world yeah it's so for whatever, funny for any reason. to me <laughs> yeah you guys just watched her in white lotus i'm sure she's in that yeah that she plays the daughter um but yeah i just think she's so amusing <laughs> yeah she's fun and she's good yeah she is and she's in this you guys the voyeurs oh is she it? was in what's that sorry nocturne too we just watched yes where she is like a cellist. crazy cellist yeah. thing yeah anyway sorry the voyeurs is it's a sexy thriller so sexy so thrilling. <laughs> this fucking movie. This shit fucked me up. Was so awesome. I'll never be the same. <laughs> I know. I like every day I wake up, I'm like, I've seen the voyeurs for the first time and nothing will ever be as right. good. Right. Like exactly what I'm saying. Like I it's everything that I wanted it to be and yeah. more. You were like, we were watching it and Jocelyn was like calling everything that was going to happen like just preposterous scenarios that would never happen. I was like, in this is what's going to happen. And, and then they happened. happened. I was freaking out. I yeah, was like, we were, she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, like I basically was saying like, if I was to make like all the twists possible yeah. and like what they would be. It, and they were. It happened. That's all I'm going to say. It's so campy. I don't want to like spoil it's any so of it. It's so perfectly campy. There's laser pointers. Yes. There's, there's, Sex on sex on sex on sex. Yes. There's twists. Yeah. There's don't watch turns. this movie with your mom unless you guys like got it like that. <laughs> yeah. But it was so fun. Like it's I just, in Montreal for some reason. For some reason we're in Montreal. The sexy state of Montreal. Yeah. We're, the state of it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just I just can't. We haven't seen a thriller this sexy and this thrilling yeah. since the likes of like Basic Instinct. Yeah. Like one night <laughs> we watched a uh, single white female. Oh, my God. And basic instincts in the same night. Oh, yeah. And we were just in fuego. On fire. <laughs> Talk about, you guys, if you're ever having uh, any issues in, with your marriage, just watch a bunch of sexy thrillers. Yeah. <laughs> Panty droppers. <laughs> oh, our parents listen to this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My dad will be like, good, they are healthy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just so everybody knows, this is a Q&A episode. So this is one of the episodes where we gather like questions and advice you may want, etc. And from we, the candle from, coven. From the candle coven. And um 
If you want to add, add any questions in, email us podcast at bijoucandles.com or you can message us on Instagrams mm-hmm. and um, we'll get to it during a Q&A episode. I love these episodes. Yeah, me too. Because I don't have homework. <laughs> like it really is like no matter what for me, and I this could be because I have ADHD and things always just feel heavy as hell, mm-hmm. but like what it's stuff that I like to look up and like to research. And yeah. I always like doing it while I'm doing it. And I always like like everything about it. It's like getting up the gumption to start is the hard thing yeah. for me. And that's just like everything for me my whole life with homework. Like yeah. once I'm in it, like I'm like, I love doing this. I get to watch documentaries and yeah. learn about people that I like really admire or or like and think are really cool. Yeah. And, but every time you're very you're interested like, in the topic, I'm interested as hell. But like getting the gumption to oh, do, yeah, I anything, will do anything before me, too. I'm like looking at marketplace health insurance, <laughs> like and like the dregs of the Internet. You're like, you know what? Let me go clean the closet. Like yeah. I just like I'll vacuum the whole house. If I have something looming that I'm like not sure about how I'm going to feel about doing I will get so much done not doing that. <laughs> yeah. You you need something dangling to like. Yep. I'll be like, well, you know what's more important than that? Under the sink. You know what's yeah. more important than that? The downstairs That's tub. That's why trapping you in a car with your oh. phone, you get the most work done. You guys, if I'm in a car and I'm going to a destination that has a certain amount of time, I will get on my phone and do all my work. I think driving is really good for ADHD because like sometimes I just like need to be in motion constantly. I love that for you. Do you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, I'm really good at being a passenger on the phone, so. Do you know what, like, my other um, ADHD crutches right now, besides mm. picking my fingers, which I've been doing since I was born? What? And I hate, I'm, like, scared to admit this because it's oh. very disgusting. What and is like, this? What is this going to be? I only think that you accept me for it. What is this going to be? I watch pimple popping oh. on silent on my phone. Yes. Just, like, as we're doing stuff. Sure. I mean, I can't. And I'm fucking disgusting. I'm so here for you for it because I've done this. I've gone through some very deep pimple popping phases. It's so In common. Fact, I think I might have been the person who got you into No, them. it is. I'm sorry for that. It's very calming. It is what the is most that? satisfying thing about being alive, which means that it's just like the most monkey brain shit. We are like wow. such animals in the here. So I'm actually just like very simple. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's something really, it's instinctive to like get stuff get off it. of our skin and- and yeah. it's not, I don't like the really gross ones. Like, I like just, like, the blackheads. Yeah, we're not talking about boils. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, just squeezing a blackhead right out. The amount out. of pimple popping content on the internet. You know what? I'm not the only one. You're not the only. These I fucking videos have, like, 10 million views. Yeah, no, it's everyone. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'll, we'll literally be watching something, and I'm like, are you on your phone? She's like, oh, no, I just, like, have pimples in the background like we're watching a movie that yeah. she's fully engaged and like just in case she has to like look away for a little extra stimulation it, honestly that's what there's it is. some pimples in her hand and like that is attention deficit in a nutshell <laughs> is it not <laughs> you're just like constantly need to be doing something yep. or nothing at all like good night i can barely ever get there yeah I mean, you're like on your phone right until the last minute. Until I, yeah. <laughs> until, I until it like drops. I thought you were going to say it. Yeah, until I die. Um, Yeah, no, your phone literally hits the ground running every night. Aren't you not like, like that too? Yeah, I'm right there. Why do you think I have an, a stand for my I phone? I did get that so for you. So what ha- happened was, at first it was because I could only lay on my back because of my boobs. And <laughs> then I started to be like, okay, this is amazing because if I fall asleep, it's just something's holding it and i just like push it away <laughs> you're, you're, we've like just become the wally people yep 
I like need to find like a fine balance between being like the Wally person and also feeling physically well. <laughs> yeah. Which actually brings me to a story of something that happened yesterday at the gym mm-hmm. that I mentioned on Instagram a little bit. But um, we started going. Lainey, you've been going to the gym for like a month, then maybe a no, month, like two now. months, now. two months now. Yeah. And then I had to wait till I got like the clearance to like lift again after surgery. So I started going last week and we are both fully vaccinated and we wear masks the whole time because we're being super duper safe and you should do the same. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I was working out yesterday and I go and I get on this machine. Mind you, like I haven't been at the gym in like a year and a half because of COVID, uh-huh. right? So like I'm just like, and it's a, we moved so it's a new gym. So I'm just like trying to like figure out where everything is. And as a woman in the gym, everybody knows it's just like, you don't want to look like you're learning or figuring it out because then it gives you people even more opportunities to come and talk to you and bother you. Yeah. And you just want to be like left alone. Just like, let me just like acclimate myself. Like yeah. let, whatever. So I'm already. Like women aren't, we don't want to like socialize with strangers. Like no. we're not like men. Like, no, we just want to go work out. Yeah. It's really just like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Please leave me alone. Like guys will go to the gym and like hang out with each other and like right. shoot the shit. Like we don't like that. And if I have any questions, I'm going to ask the people that work here. Yeah. I'm not going to ask, like, leave me alone. Anyways. So I go to use this like crunch machine. Yeah. And um, I sit down. I do a set. And I had been seeing this guy kind of walk around the gym being yeah. erratic and He bothered weird. me earlier. And I did not know that. Because yeah, we he, were working out separately. Just for so, he's like an older guy. He right. Was probably in his like 60s or 70s. Yes. And he's just being the gym etiquette is very off. He's, he's his energy is just like crazy. Cr- like he's just like shuffling around. Yeah. Bothering. Like he got in front. I was like putting weights back like dumbbells. And yeah. he like got in front of me and like started like picking up all the weights. Like see, he had no idea what he was doing. He's like one of those. He was like picking up every way to like curl it to but, see like, like aggressively. How it felt. Oh, like, yeah. I don't care if you don't know what you're doing, but why are you being aggressive? Yeah. And I just wanted to like pick up a weight and I was like waiting for him to freaking move. Like, yeah. and he took forever. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. So I, I clocked him when I was doing something else. Cause he was like, kept kind of looking at my way. And I was yeah. like, this guy's weird. Well, like, so, so I had already clocked him. So when, yes. I, when I was like watching him approach you, yes. like, I was like, okay, I'd like, you know what I mean? Right. You were like, oh, he's near her. Yeah. Cause like, I didn't realize this. Yeah. So I'm like, I do one set. I stand up cause I just want to like adjust the seat for my next set. And as I stand up, He's right in my face. I'm talking like you guys, this man was so close to me. Yeah. He's like, are you just doing one? And I was like, no, I just have one more. And he was like, oh, and like, apparently he like, so he like walks away, but doesn't. He like walks a step away and then turns around to face me and stare yeah, at as me. If he, as if he's going to like just stand there and watch her as he waits. And I'm like, and I also saw him like hit hit whatever he was holding against like another machine like angrily oh yeah he's he was being, like he reacted he was aggressive like that. he was being he was like hitting the machines and i was like can you please give me a moment to do my my last set i, I told you i have one more he's like i can just go in and do mine and i was like i'm going to do mine right now mind you like you guys you have to start to clean this whole thing like you're spraying it all down like i just cleaned this i'm using it yeah get away from me there's also probably another machine that does this in the gym. I mean, it doesn't matter. He was like. It, right. There's like also not a lot of people there. He could, have, he could have been doing anything. Yes. Yeah, this is just not gym etiquette. It's not any etiquette. Yeah. So like, he's like really close to me. I, at the same time, 
um, you're watching me. And this other guy who was a little bit younger guy who was like a little bit further away, he's watching because he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, because this is like so weird. And I'm like doing my exercise. Right. And he as I'm I'm literally on the machine still. And he comes over with a spray bottle and almost sprays me. That's how he was almost touching me to get on this machine. I was like, oh, my God. okay, I'm getting up. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. The hell is wrong with you? And Elena comes running over and she was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And like, it was just like every and everybody around us was like, was like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And so like, I was just like, so I hate this shit. Yeah. Why are why? Yeah. Just leave girls alone at the gym. Just leave leave the everybody fuck alone. Away from me. Leave everybody alone. And he was yeah. there again today and he was like doing it to other girls. I know he was too. there again today. Like, I need to report him. I was gonna just like let management know and just be like, watch out for this guy. But by the time I got up there, I didn't know where he was. So I couldn't. He's like, the point type him that out. just like has no idea what's going on. He's yeah. got he goes to the gym and puts his dick on everything there. Yeah. To see what he likes. Oh, and when he did sit down to use the machine, he did literally one single rep. Yeah. And then got up and left. Yeah. Like you guys, he, like he, he didn't like, even will use go it. on the bench press and do one bench press and then change the weights and do, like he does crazy. Yeah. Shit. He's not actually working out. He's just like doing weird. He's like wandering around odd like behavior. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's actually like dangerous behavior. Well, yeah. He's I can't get him out of here. Anyways, that was my grind my gears of the week. And I said it, I talked about this a little bit on Instagram. Elena, the amount of messages yeah. that we got that were like. I stopped going to my gym because of stuff like this. Yeah. I had to it's, switch it's gyms. It's fucking terrible. And this one girl was like, I go to the gym with my sister and we like basically do reps like opposite each other. So it sets opposite each other. So like people don't come in. Yeah. And then they, she said they pretend to fight. So people. That's amazing. Will leave them alone. And I was like, this is what the things that women have to do it's just ridiculous. to like do just to take care of their physical bodies. It's at, like, it's so unfair and stupid. Yes. I don't understand. I mean, this culture just like perpetuates it. It's it, it is it like yeah. it is what our culture is, is like degrading yeah. women. Right. Like since the beginning of time. Right. Not the beginning of time, but like because there are other older cultures right. that didn't. Yes. But whenever the cultural shift of. Yeah. Misogyny, what, Abrahamic religions or right. whatever. Yeah. Like, it's fucking it makes no sense. No. It's so it, it really and you really do to, see it in these instances. Like we need to yeah. let it make it stop. It needs to stop. It just needs to stop. And you know what the crazy thing is, too, is like I at the moment that it happened, I like just wanted to finish my workout. Mm -hmm. But I also was like, let me go tell somebody. And I noticed that the person at the front desk was a guy. And I was like, I can't tell him because he won't believe me. Yeah. And like uh, he may have be believed me, but my like experience tells me he's not going to even take this yeah, seriously. Like he won't get it. Right. Like I'm going to be like, hey, this guy's just harassed me. He's been walking around harassing people. Yeah. And he's going to be like, oh, OK, well, he's just an old guy. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of the typical reaction that I got. That's typically what I get. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm tired of it. Then let's fucking. I'm just going to be like, get this, this guy away us. from me. I'm just going to start screaming. Ladies, let's take back the night. Let's just take it back. So now we're going to start our own gym. I kind of really would love to do this. And it's going to look like Kim Kardashian's gym in her house. Like yep. all black stuff. Yeah. Real sleek. It's yep. going to be for ladies and trans inclusive. Yep. Only. Yep. And we're just going to work out with each other. Yep. And have a great time. And, and, and we're going to have a very positive environment. No one's allowed to be judgy or. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. I don't know what we were talking about because I had to just pick up. Um, Molly just threw up on the rug. So. 
I don't know where we were. That's so funny. So when you're editing this, Elena, that's where you'll pick us right back up is right here where I go. Molly just wept on the rug. She wept. You know what I mean by whip? Whip. 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 <laughs> whip. Thank God she did not do it on the couch, though. Oh, well, if she did it on the couch, we would have to honestly cancel, the, close the company. It would be, yeah, a chocolate milk incident. It makes me incident. crazy. But, mm, Molly went through this phase where she exclusively threw up on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the couch we currently have. It's many couches ago. And um, I think I was... It, it like drove me to the edge. We got like we got a professional over and it didn't even work. I got it professionally cleaned twice. Yeah. I hated that. When the guy came to clean I just, it. I like, hate having men in my house. <laughs> this whole podcast like, is just like, please. I don't want no strangers in my house. Oh my God. Seriously. Oh, you know what I did need to bring up on a completely separate note? Hmm. The thing that I saw this week, this past weekend that baffled me. To beyond no end. I've like never been more confused in my life. And it was when we were in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru and the car in front of us, the driver was driving from the back seat. Oh my God. Wait, okay. So that's what you mean is is that the back window was open. Yep. And business was the being, front window was closed. Yes, business was being conducted out of the back window. There was like an arm hanging out yes. of the back, and the we back were, driver's side window. It took us a good like 15 minutes to figure out what was going yeah, what on. What was happening here? And what was happening was is that the driver had they couldn't open their driver's side window. And they had we, we were laid <laughs> we well because we noticed there was a dent in the front too. Yeah. And he had laid all the way back his seat. And was driving from that position and leaning out. He was also quite tall. Yeah. And leaning out and like doing like conducting business through the back right. driver's side window. That only a white man would do that. A it was white man. It was. That the, is so embarrassing. The, it, it was. I, I was you embarrassed. You would not catch me dead in a drive through I was embarrassed to be there. Yeah. Because I, I was like this, like you guys, he was like handing his credit card, like leaning back, like through it, the back window, through the back window. Like, you know, what's so crazy is he actually had a friend with him. M- me, my solution would be like, my, my window doesn't work. I have to get it fixed. Can you jump in the backseat as we go through the drive through and just do the backseat stuff and get the, everything for me? But no, he laid all the way back. Interesting. Right? He laid all the way back and it was just like a tiny He was like lying down. You guys, it was the most bizarre behavior. He also had like crazy bumper stickers. Yeah, I didn't know what they meant. One of them said coexist and it wasn't the regular coexist sticker. Like the letters were made out of like things that I didn't recognize. It was just like a bunch of guns. Yeah, it looked like (laughs) something like white supremacist shit. I didn't know what was happening. I... I was, you know, it was a very, it was as if that this car came from a different dimension where yeah. they drive in the backseat. The Abyss. It was, <laughs> uh, the Abyss is lovely. Oh, actually. We should go. <laughs> you would not catch me dead in the ocean like that. I actually can barely even just tiptoe in. Yeah, I think drowning is like my worst way. Oh my God. I can't. As a cancer. Yeah. A water sign. As, as the crab It's itself. my biggest fear. Um, you know what my biggest fear is? That we don't have a candle burning right now. It's time oh. for the candle of the week. So you, you settled on week. It's week. Okay. You know why? Because in one of the first couple episodes, it was, this is the candle of the week. Okay. Is it? Or was it day? See? I still don't know. Comment below. 
This is if it. you remember. It's Candle of the Week. Um, the Candle of the Week is from the Vamps collection. Morticia, Black Rose, Tish. and Thorns. Do you think um, she ever went by Tish? Yeah, they called, he calls her Tish. Oh, great. In some of the, yeah, some of the lines. Raul Julia. Raul. Um, so we recently just got the Vamps back in. Thank God we missed yeah. them so much. Um, so let me tell you about Morticia, Black Rose, and Thorns. The velvety perfume of rose petals mingles with plush peony, a sharp bite of mandarin essence. The allure of warm amber and sensual musk draws you closer. Beware the thorns. I love that. It smells so good. It smells like, like, you know, like kind of like sweeter, dewier roses. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like floral powdery. It's just like a little bit like almost fruitier. And I think that's because the mandarin peel is in there and it just like adds like a little citrusy. It's like a little sweetness. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's delicious. It's one of our best-selling candles of all time, actually, Morticia. It's so good. Morticia, Sabrina, Stevie are like big, big. I love it. And Donna, big, big sellers. Those are people's sleek. I love the vamps. We actually brought this one out last year and it was going to be limited edition just for kind of like spooky season. But everybody loved it so much. The first time we released it, it sold out in 90 minutes. Yeah. So we've now made it all year round because, I mean, it's just people want to be spooky all year round. And that's the truth. And that's their right. And that's their right. Because everything's spooky when you think about it. (laughs) Yes. Like sometimes like manufactured controlled spookiness Uh is fun. Yeah. In a world that's actually horrifying. Yes. Like Every girl I know is obsessed with true crime. Because we're just like, how to not get murdered. Yeah, we have yeah. to know. It's true. I mean, I think everybody will tell you about it. Like, it's one of our biggest, like, anxieties. It's just like, what's the truth here? Like, what's happening? Yeah, and like, it's so annoying to me when um, I people, like, say that I'm too harsh against men. Yeah. I rarely get told that, honestly. <laughs> I don't think anyone's I don't think ever, anyone's said, ever that said that to me. But like, I, you know... <laughs> I'm I'm very anti-misogyny. I think it's the plague of our... A.K.A. feminist yeah, as hell. It's the yes. plague. Oh, I'm not feminist because feminists, like, fight for equal rights, and yeah. I don't think we should be equal. Oh, you think women it should be just, like, a matriarchal royalty? Yeah, why not? I mean, they had their <laughs> chance. Let's give us our chance. I guess that would make it truly equal, is if that we yeah, had the power like, dynamic. I don't understand. <laughs> like, the patriarchy is killing us. Right. So, like... What's our other option? Right. Pure, unadulterated We're not going to go from patriarchy to working together. No. That doesn't happen. No. Sorry. Yeah. And like what moms should be in charge. Like, I mean, let's just <laughs> let's just go back. Like when something goes awry, we're going to ask mom. Yeah. I got a boo boo. Let me ask mom. I'm upset about something. Where's mom? If you ever needed anything, do you ask you ask your mom who who makes the doctor's <laughs> appointments? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think over, over, and of course there's outliers. People are going to be like, but my dad, listen, we but know al- some, some, it's just like, for the most part, the mothers but also, run the ship. This is how they trained us to be. Like, women through over generations and generations of this patriarchal system have been trained to believe that they can be certain things. Yep. And they've been molded into these ideals of what the patriarchy wants them to be. Mm-hmm. I think that over generations of time, we have like let go of our strengths and our like our physicality in a way. Okay. Like because of the system, right? I see. They have made us small. They have made us weak. They have made us quiet. And right. I don't, that's not natural. 
I know what you're saying. And like these, you're roles, saying it's an it's a nur- it's a nurture. Yes, versus all of nature. this is nurture. Right. Like, the roles that we play in the household. That's all, everything is nurture. Right. And it should like this is not how things are meant to be because the as things are now, it's destroying everything. And just to like <laughs> further also speak to your point about how like women are maybe seen as this like fake idea of what feminine means. There's no such thing as masculine and feminine. Well, okay, yeah, the fake idea of what yeah, feminine is. Yeah. Well, like even that, like. If, you know, someone tells me that I'm like both masculine and feminine, I'm like, yeah, because like it cancels each other out because it's not a thing. Like these are not real things. Like having long hair isn't feminine. It's like these are just different like trends, presentations (laughs) of human beings. Right. And trends. Well, yeah. I mean, if back in the day when men had long hair, like and wore skirts or wore pink, it's it's just all made up. It's It's all assigning things that like. Right. Don't need to be assigned. Right. Exactly. Like the fact that things are gendered at all is really preposterous. Totally. Like, what does it? It's like it's the idea of like the gender construct is a myth completely yeah like we are given a box and then we like are forced to fit in it then we're gonna we're gonna humans are adaptable yeah so we're gonna fit in it and then you think that that's what women are just naturally because of this box that we've been forced to fit in generations of it you know you know if you like freaking put a watermelon in a a cube it'll grow like a square exactly doesn't mean that that's what it's supposed to look like naturally thank you right so that just to speak to more to your point where it's like do not be fooled by this. It's a mirage. Yes. It is not real. Grow as, get in the biggest pot you can and grow those Take roots. Take up the most space you possibly Take can. Take up your space. Yes. And enough. like, everyone perceives everything differently. Yeah. You are the only person, I'm the only person that is sitting in this spot right now. Right. In this time. Yes. Like, and I'm the only one that perceives from this spot. It's, it's completely like, unique to you. And just remember that we're all fucking different. Right. And that's really good for having empathy too. just being like this person may not be lying, may not be deluded. This is literally their perspective, like from where they sit. Yeah. It does kind of help you to meet someone. And like people's brains function very differently from each other. They see their their eyes function differently. Their taste buds, like everything, the way they perceive everything is different from you. Exactly. The way they hear music. Yeah. And it's also like, just like so hard to even think about. I know. Because you're just like, I can try to understand. How about that TikTok where that woman thought was saying that she like um, switched dimensions? Oh my god! And she was saying that like she like saw colors differently. Okay, so like I've we've actually seen a handful of TikToks yeah. about this stuff. So basically, like people have been you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt because we really don't know. Like I don't. I mean, like just you wanna just like say. Yeah, I mean, I don't gotta, think it's true or not true. Right. Exactly. I'm I'm agnostic to it. Yeah. I'm just sort of like okay, I'm I'm receiving this information, yeah. but there's been a like a decent amount of people that say. I think I switched timelines. Right. I think I'm from another dimension. Like I was living my life and now I'm here and things are different than how they were. Uh Like there's enough of people having experiences like this where they like lose time or they end up in a different place Mm -hmm. where it just is interesting. Oh my God. We had a moment like this when we went into that Marshalls last week. Oh my God. There's this home goods that we go to. Right. And this is like a normal home goods. Right. And we were like, Oh, so Jocelyn's been talking about sewing. So, and there's a Joann's in this area as well. Right. It's like strip mall thing. Right. I, so we're like, just, Let's go I just to wanted to just like yeah. go to Joann's and just see how I felt around fabrics. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just wanted to go in and be like, how do I feel being here? Like, yeah. how do I feel about fabrics? And then I just wanted to feel it. Yeah. You know, before I did And then we walked in and you're like, this is stressful. Something was wrong. Well, because we were in a different dimension. I, we walked into. OK, so we were like, you know, like a shopping mall is just like like an outdoor shopping mall. Like the facade is all single entrances. Right. Yeah. Like so, where you go to like Best Buy. Right. So we like go into where the Joann's is and there's an interior mall in there. Yeah. An interior mall inside a shopping mall. And instantly I felt as though I had crossed into a different dimension. Right. I was like, something is different about where we are. Yeah. There was like a pizza place, it, a nail place. That like didn't exist. Yeah. And I was very confused. And it felt, you guys, the energy in this, we had to walk in like a long hallway to get to the Joann's, uh-huh. which seemed extra long. Like a corridor. And while we were in there, I just felt like I was like seeing things. Yeah. It was a very weird. We went to Marshall's too. It was also in there. I was like, this isn't and a I real was like, place. Is the Halloween stuff going to say like Halloween or like, yeah, is it going to be like, like something was Mary Halloween, like Halloween. It was like, like a scene from uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark or Rick and Morty. And I was like, get me the hell out of here. And we walked back this. I, yeah, I was like, I, was I don't like, want anything. We have from to go this place. the same way we came because if we exit at the other exit, we're going to be stuck in, in this world. I don't know what this world is. It was scary. But we were literally like, what is, you guys ever, does this happen to people where you just go in somewhere and you're like, if I, this is not where I should be. Yeah. It just feels, something feels different. The gravity is different. The oxygen's different. Oh my God. Gravity. We're just basically, what is time? Right. You know, on that note, I think it's time for us to maybe start some questions. Oh yeah, good idea. Okay. Here's a candle based question. Um, A CBQ? Yes. Question for the pod. This is not a call out. In a previous, <laughs> this is not a call out. Oh in a God. previous episode, you guys mentioned leaving a candle burning in the bathroom when guests are coming over. Are over. I want to do this, but can't convince myself it's safe mm. and have extreme fire paranoia. Thanks, Southern mm. California upbringing. Oh, so that makes sense. Off the record, not an official Bijou Company stance. Is it safe to leave candles burning in the bathroom unattended? Off the record. It's so funny <laughs> as if it's like the White House like, press just, like, Just tell me like as like a like a person. Yeah. What's the real deal? Right. OK. So basically when we say leave, don't leave a candle unattended. This means many, many things. Yeah. This means that you are burning your candle on a heat safe surface. Tree, yeah. Away from any. It's, it's a it's a small fire. In it's your a home. newborn baby. Right. OK. Like it's, you could. The newborn baby can be in the other room if it's not crying. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So be, as long as it's safe, get a yeah. baby, get a baby proof the home. Yeah. So make sure there's no drafts near it. Make sure you don't have a curtain that can be blown. Uh-huh. You just want it to be on a heat safe surface away from any obstacles. OK. You also want to be rotating your candles 25 degrees or so every 30 minutes to get an even burn. Uh-huh. Because as we know, floors are not even. No, nothing's flat. So you just want to periodically be checking on your candle every 30 minutes or so. Just twist it. Make sure there's no weird debris. Make sure that the wick isn't doing anything crazy. Mm -hmm. That you you have to maintain a candle. It's a live fire in your home. And glass ones are safer too. Yes, this is true. Like the metal ones are a little bit Oh, we've, I've yeah. seen some metal tin candles blow up. Yeah, in our house. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> there can be a little, they get very hot, so just be aware. But basically, if you're leaving it in a bathroom that you're on the same floor as, mm-hmm. and you're going to be periodically going in there and checking on it and making sure it's heat safe, 
ideally this is a safe situation to burn a candle in. So it's really up to your own discretion. I'm not going to give you an official stance. It's up to you to know if there's, if it is a heat safe surface, if it's, you know, candle safe, as long as there's not going to be any like kids or pets that can knock it around. Like this is where you have to be vigilant. If you think that this is something that could happen, do not burn a candle in a bathroom unattended. Make sure you're in the same room and watching it. So it's really up to you. Like if it can be a place that is truly safe, no one can get to Mm -hmm. it and you're checking on it and you're able to check in on it and don't burn it, leave it burning for too long, then it's okay. And like I said, when we first got this question, the true lesson is drink water. Right. You should be going to the bathroom. You should be going to the bathroom regularly. So that you are drinking enough water. Yeah. So then there you go. If you drink enough water, then you can take care of your candles. In the bathroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope that answers that question. I hope that answers that question. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Okay, wow. Okay, this is a lot. Okay. Uh, random question that can be seen as inappropriate, but My it's favorite. well-intentioned. Any talk of having kids? If not, do either of you worry about not having someone to help take care of you when you're really old? The window is getting more narrow for my ability to have children, and this has become one of my considerations on the pro side of having a child. Not a good reason to have a baby, but it still goes through my mind. Hmm. Well. I mean, yeah, I think that's, like, only natural to think about. Right. So, I mean, our stance is that we are not going to have children. Yeah, I'm, like, aggressively not gonna have children i've never wanted kids like right never in my life have i ever imagined that i would have a kid right i've never wanted to be pregnant i in fact want to take it all out but i need the hormones so okay well then there's that <laughs> um my stance when we first got together i was like a no but i always had i had a clause between the two of us that if i ever became a yes that we would talk about it more seriously mm-hmm. and elena has always agreed to be open to that for me um, but like as time goes on, my, my no gets more and more bold. It's a bold and no. Yeah. It's a bold I just face no. personally do not want to bring someone who does, has an ass to be born to the world. As it is. As it is. I'm a little concerned about the state of the physical world. Yeah. I, I don't want to like contribute to what is already happening which is and i just like don't i feel a mass bad extinction event. <laughs> i feel bad bringing someone here to like have to like deal with it yeah and that's and just like, like to, where yeah. i'm at that's the just environmental my, toll it takes to have a child right too. and this like physical and then i there's just a part of me that knows that if i did i would put eight thousand percent of myself into it and i don't know how that would make me feel mm-hmm. to be honest um so yeah i'm just like focusing on keeping myself healthy and my family and all that yeah and that's just like where i'm at i feel good about that i don't as far as like oh worrying about someone to take care of me later in life um again we even get there (laughs) well i mean again i when you have a child they are a person they are their own person they don't owe you anything you owe them actually everything you don't owe, owe them anything and or they don't it's know not their they, obligation don't, they don't to know take me anything right older. they don't have to take care of me and i would ne- like i have to take care of myself so i have to you know make plans for myself and figure out how to do it sorry that's just how it is yeah and as you know for people who have kids myself. or people who want to have kids that is your right and you know you do whatever feels right for you that's just how we feel personally for ourselves i just this is I how i feel, feel good that's how i feel so I just, yeah, that's where we're at. we are for kids. We, you know, we feel really fulfilled in what we do and we have our little gamali. Um, yeah. And it's really not something that I feel I'm missing 
And I, you know. It's just not for me. And that's yeah, fine. I just honestly, I've made this like stupid joke that like I'm such a good mother that I don't want to make my kids have to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like such a stupid thing to say. But like if that's like really where well, it comes I mean, from. I, is, like, I take it very serious. Selfish for not wanting kids. Yeah. It's actually like it's the opposite. Yeah. Like I actually would love to, you know, there's a no, lot of it that. No, see, no, no, there yeah. is. There's a part of it where it's like a baby that might look like you or and then you get to like you know experience the joy through their eyes and like almost it's like you're re, you're getting to like relive like your joys of childhood yeah. through someone else's experience and there is like a lot of things that you get from having a child like they give a lot of joy for sure mm-hmm. but like i would be so friggin nervous and yeah. like i just know that it would affect me so negatively that i don't know that i would be the best mom i could be yeah i would be so like anxious and nervous that i might be like you know wearing making them wear like padded clothing like i might be crazy i I don't i just know myself enough well they're definitely not going to like school like (laughs) right (laughs) right like yeah they're like like, definitely not going to yeah and to be honest with you like my views on society like i have no there's no illusion left for me yeah i'm basically at a point where i'm like everything is made up nothing is real we just have to play this game everything is like nonsense like how would that affect a child that then has to integrate into society? Right, like we we operate like kind of outside of society a little bit. Like I mean, yes and no. Like we obviously are here playing. We're no, here. I mean, like we exist within a society, but there are a lot of like oh yeah, we don't conform to the constructs norms. that we don't conform. Yeah, to. I think I would say by and large we don't conform to a lot of the societal norms, which is like you know it's hard. It's just societal norms are stupid, right? They are, and but it's also hard to be standing against a bunch of people that, you know, go with the societal norms. Yeah. And like to bring a child into like we our kid would be like Ask my parents. Hello, about it. my name is it. Whisper. And <laughs> yeah, right? um Hi, my name is Whisper Young Drew. My I have name is two mommies. The Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. They would honestly like be born into like a band. <laughs> they would be like they'd be like uh rage oh, against the machine yeah or like fucking <laughs> yeah. so just like a riot person yeah <laughs> like, vivian westwood right exactly which is cool but like what a lot of burden it's, to yeah, put upon a, a person of, yeah sorry you have to fight the system with us it's like well can i just like go can back I just, into like, the ether and it's just like we've gotten so far away from what it's supposed to be yeah we like really i would love up. to just bring somebody here who would just love to look at the flowers and appreciate and the like, cycle watch of life the nature and like <laughs> yes look at brooks and yes like, that's i know what we're meant to be doing we're like we're basically trees with brains like we're just extensions of the earth like we're we extensions just, of the universe we should literally just be like wandering around and like experiencing marveling at love earth. yeah and energy and instead we're like i gotta make sure to get those emails I know, out right exactly why do we do this to ourselves sorry to ask you to do this it's <laughs> like basically i think that human beings are in a prison of their own making like and then right, it's me, the making of like a handful of people. This is going to sound so stupid to say, but this is truly maybe how I feel. We are literally living in a, a societal prison of our own making that has been in the making for centuries and centuries. Uh-huh. And if I have a kid, I feel like I'm having them in a prison. Adding to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just like, I don't want to do it. And that's just my, again, from sitting where I'm sitting on this couch. And it's like, time, oh, I'm going to like make another drone for capitalism to right. have. This is how I personally feel. Well, this person didn't know they were going to get I know, this right? answer. But, um, like that being said, 
you know, if we end a up lot- being very rich, maybe we'll adopt some kids. Who right. knows? Yes, I, that's like, true. There are you, kids out there that exist that need help. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm allowed to change my mind. I'll, yeah. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. But like and also I, I we have lots of friends that have kids and friends that are pregnant. We support them doing what they need to do. And, you know, do our best to, to make the world as best of, of, of the place that I can be for yeah. these people that we love and the kids that they have. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like that's just I can't handle that yeah. pressure. The pressure's too much. I'd be rolling in my grave. And like, what's also cool is that we are kind of like one of the first generations of women. Yeah. That like actively, for the most part, have a choice. I know that there are a lot of places that don't have. Right. Like freedom in this way. Like. Right. uh, Reproductive freedom. Right. Including in this country. Right. Uh, But like, you know, with the birth control and like all the shit that you can do to like prevent getting pregnant. It's like we're the first one of the first generations of women who are able to control whether or not right. we have a we child. We can or really not. exercise we can, like, this. And we're not right. like, being forced to do it. Right. We don't have to and be mothers like, to be people. But that's like revolutionary. It, it actually is. To be like to stop to stop it. Just to like go a little bit further into this. It is it incredibly like we are kind of taught in a way to ignore how feminist that is, to not be yeah. the thing that society basically says you're only thing you're good your only for, value and to not do that and still be a valuable person who values themselves is huge to yeah. me and it's we need to like take more stock of that and that again i really want to be clear that i am not mommy shaming people i am do you have to live your life how you want like mm-hmm. absolutely but this is just like from my perspective on my journey how I feel yeah. so like please don't take this like I can't blame like really I'm cool with you got it as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself please live your life how yeah. you want to live but for me it's almost like an act an ultra act of feminism to not do it yeah. <laughs> I don't know why just like nope I don't know no but yes, that's just how I feel right now total sense like if this is like yeah you're breaking the chains of like motherhood because of just like what we're expected to do uh, yeah I mean, yeah, historically, it's the only value that it's like the virgin or not the virgin, but like the whore, the mother, like the Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it's so funny, too, because if we're going back to like the idea of like human beings, like in a more like, you know, natural way where like, you know, we're taking care of each other and society is beautiful and I would feel differently about it, I think. Like where, you know, but now it's just like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not saying this eloquently, but I think everyone gets what I'm stepping are. in. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, in the sort of like idyllic, like lifestyle where human beings are just like lovely yeah, and I mean, wonderful. If, you, if and, you sit back and like take stock of everything that's going down, it's like not a great situation. Right. It's just like hard. You know, you know, it's not um, ideal. <laughs> this is coming from someone who like has a, wanted to be a doula for a long time, too. Like I it's. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's right for me is not right for everyone else. And I accept that. Like, I think I want to support women and I want to support women's health. And I'm very and I care a lot about women's reproductive rights and just women's health care. And I just care a lot about women and women's liberation. Everything. Yes. I want them to be taken care of properly in a society that values them. Mm -hmm. And um, so in answer to your question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think you should just. Do the same exercise for yourself. What what means the most to you? Why are you really doing it? Do you want to do this? Because, you know, just like I would say, you can't have any of the pros be things that puts something on that child. 
Right. None of the pros for having children can be. They shouldn't be selfish. Yeah, it has to be completely not selfish. Or like self-serving. Right. So exactly. Like you have to, you know, as long if you feel like, okay, that's why I'm doing this. Like, that's great. But if you're, you know, you have any questions about it, like that's worth, I think, delving into. Because as far as taking care of yourself when you're older, who's going to take care of you, you'll figure it out. Like plenty of people don't have children and they're fine. You have no idea what's going to happen. Right. Like we don't know. You you can't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like another anxiety that's like presenting itself this way, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like who's going to take care of us when we're old kind of thing? Yeah. Or just like maybe that's just like anxiety about the future in general. Yeah, that's true. It's a way anxiety presents itself. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We definitely don't want to be like. makes total sense. Like, I mean, it who makes fucking a, knows. Right. Who, who knows? Which is, again, the reason why I'm not going to gamble on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask us another question. Okay, favorite spooky season activities. Wow. Oh, like literally going outside. Just I mean, any, I I become like a middle aged white dad. Like we're all just like go outside and be like, <laughs> fall. Like the minute it's like we've had like a few moments where it's like a little crispy. <gasps> you can't get me inside. Oh man. It was like, we've become so simple. And I do think the pandemic has a lot to do with this. Oh, yes. But like, like, we're literally like, let's go drive 45 minutes away, get a donut, walk around. We did this. And get back in the car. And we like did this. It was, it was one of my favorite days. days. It was one of those days. This donut, by the way, was. It was, mm. you guys, they made these donuts um, fresh to order. Half Moon. Half Moon. Bakery in Kingston. In Kingston. They make them to order. Um, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. No. It was maybe the best donut I've ever had in my life. Yes. Or like a thing. Yeah. It was somehow all the things you needed it to be. Yeah. It was and, like that Ratatouille moment for me. Yeah. No, it was. I was like, this is good. And it was like <laughs> ever so slightly like the, the temperature was nice. We were in the yeah. 70s. Okay. Mm. And it was just like. I had like a shirt wrapped around my waist. Oh, my God. My singed waist. <laughs> Stop. I course it every day. You didn't know that? Can you imagine if you did? That would be so funny. The Violet Tchotchke of it all. See, gender is a construct. That is. And you could. You can do whatever you I want. I could if I wanted. You guys, everybody can do whatever they want. That's my platform. Yeah. Seriously, just be considerate. Yeah. And don't talk to me at the gym. <laughs> yeah, Unless that, that, you're someone who I know and like and or we know, I, you know what I mean? No, don't. Even then. Yeah, I take it back. Just pretend you don't Although see me. Although one time this person at the gym, this is the one exception. This, remember the guy who we called Coach at the old gym? Yeah, I love Coach. There was this guy at the gym who was always, he was like actually such a feminist at the gym. Yeah. He was always making sure that women like who were waiting for squat racks got their squat racks. Yeah. Like he was like really like doing the most. And we had been talking to him at the gym for like almost a year. Yeah. And at one point he asked me, he goes, hey, I just wanted to say this to you in case you haven't heard it from your friends or whatever, but your work is paying off and you look really good. He's like, because, you know, I want someone to say it to me. And it was the way he delivered it to yeah. me. I know it sounds like something it I would hate. It was like I was like, th- it actually inspired me. Yeah, it was like a coach. He said it in a way that wasn't objectifying. He no. was just like, you can tell like your, like like your, your work. Is, yes. Yeah. It was like a coach. I can be called him coach. I mean, it really, I enjoyed it. And it was because I had a rapport with this person for like a calendar year. Yep. And it was like you somehow appropriate. Exactly. Don't talk to me. I'm at the gym for 10 days and don't. don't. We have like a Rolodex of people at the Harlem gym that we kept a report. With. I miss the Harlem gym. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the culture of Harlem more than I like it here. Yeah. But like by the ease of life here. Is just, oh, yeah. I mean, going to the gym here is so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and they have like 
it's way bigger. It's triple the size. Yeah, it is. And I you actually but don't have to wait for machines. Honestly, yeah. Um yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so back to spooky season activities. Oh, yeah, the being, question. <laughs> being outside, um, we are going to do, like, a, a blazing pumpkin yes, thing, the blazing pum- a haunted the, hayride the ha- thing. The, the Headless Horseman. We did it last year with our friend JD. Yeah. And it was during the pandemic height. Yes. So what they did was yes. they built an automobile one. It was a drive through For my vehicle. It was friggin' so cool. It was a 10 out of... They, this production level was, it was James Cameron. Really cool, you guys. Can you imagine? So you know, like those haunted hayrides, how they're like so scary, and even like the walkthrough ones yeah. are so scary. So this it's one, like outside in the woods, right? So this time they did it in your cars, and it was the best thing and ever. You tune your radio you to tu- the station, to the sound, and they were playing like spooky music. It was great. Yeah, it was perfect for twenty twenty October. But this year they're doing one where it's a outdoor walking path one. Yes. So again, it's more COVID safe. You go in like groups, and they're all separated. Um, like you, you mean like the group that you come with, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think we're going to go and do that with um one of our friends here. And I am scared. I'm scared, too. I think being in the woods at night is the scariest thing. But at least it's a it's an LLC. So I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, you're, getting, you're feeling litigious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Limit liability. I dare you to touch me. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, the blazing pumpkin thing is we're we're doing that yes, too. Which that's is that's at Cortland Manor. This is all it sounds this is good, all Hudson Valley. No, yeah, <laughs> this is all um, Hudson Valley in New York. Oh, so. I love it. We used to when we lived which in the city, which is fall central. Yeah, it yeah. is. When we lived in the city, we used to drive up with John to Sleepy to Hollow. Sleepy Hollow to go to the like, graveyard tour. Which oh my was god, the coldest I've ever been. At the second coldest was the eyebrow tattooing. This was the coldest I've ever been. <laughs> This was okay. So this was a really fun spooky season activity, except for that we didn't have the appropriate outerwear. But we, was, and we went to that bar too. Remember, there's this like in Sleepy Hollow. There's this like cute little restaurant that overlooks the water. Yeah. We got like like hard ciders, and then we went to do this like walking tour of Sleepy Hollow's uh, graveyard. Graveyard, basically, because there was like you know a lot of notable people buried yeah, there. There's like mausoleums and shit. Yeah, there's like Vanderbilts and Rockefellers and whatever else. So. We were it's like, a lantern tour. Yeah, we're like, you get it, your own lantern. It was unseasonably cold. Freezing. It was like mid-October. And if you guys know, new, like the Northeast in mid-October is actually like, it can be like kind of balmy even. Yeah. Like you barely, you need like a, like, like 50, 60, yeah. We 50s. all had like fleeces on. We had like, I had like a jacket on. We had like on. jackets on, okay? I had, I had a hat. Like I was dressed, okay? Yeah. So we like get these lanterns. Instantly, I'm like, I'm going to be allergic to this lantern. Oh, 100%. I was like, is this kerosene? I'm going to be high as a kite. So <laughs> we were all holding these lanterns and we realized this is a two hour walking tour. Yep. And it was getting colder by the minute. There was a woman there that was wearing a snowsuit. Do you That's remember how cold this? it was, yes. And we were like, we walk up and we're like, what's this bitch doing wearing the snowsuit? Little did I know yep. that this was the smartest woman in the universe <laughs> because this was one of the coldest things that ever happened. Um, we were like huddling up the, pre-COVID. This is crazy to even yeah. imagine huddling up. We were all like holding each other. Yeah, we like we stayed behind freezing. one of the mausoleums holding each other. It was like the, the Donner lantern. Party. Like yeah, we were like, we're going to have to resort to cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> this was so cold. At one point they do. They bring you into like an old mausoleum that like no one's in, obviously. And it's really fuck. It's pitch black. It's scary. Yeah, it was warm in there. No one wanted to leave. No, we all stayed behind. We were like, let's be buried alive in here because it's freezing cold. It was so, my shoulders were cold. Do you remember at one point when those people just left? 
And I was like jealous. If we were not with John, I would have left. You know, like when you're with your friends and after the fact, John was like, I would have left. I yeah. was like, God damn it. Like, you know, when you're with your friends and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to stay because they they are here too. And like, yeah. we should have just, we should have just called each other's bluff. At this point, I'm old enough why? now to know better. It's because that fourth person was there. Oh, yeah. Because John brought someone that we're not it's as, like, as tight with. Yeah. Exactly. And we didn't want to be like, oh, I don't want to like. Cause the they, social pretense. Because, you know, what if the three of us are like, I could go. And then she's like, I actually really want to stay. I don't want her to feel pressured to have to go. Yeah, well, like majority rule. Well, at this, like I said, post-COVID 35-year-old me. Yeah. I'm, first of all, I'm not leaving the house. For two hours? Yeah. No. I wouldn't have signed up for that. <laughs> A three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was so... Just those things make me laugh so much. It oh. almost is... I was like... In, in hindsight, the fact that it was so cold and like hilarious, like... I w- it, that's why I remember it. We were... At one point, we had our hands in... You know when you put your arms inside your shirt? Yeah. Inside my shirt. In like public. holding the lantern against I my chest. I was like holding my old boots. <laughs> I was like putting my fingers in the fire. Oh, I was like, light me up. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we like to do that for fall activities. <laughs> um, I love like going to like farmers markets yeah. and you know like all the cringy stuff. It's the best. I really want to decorate, but like all the stuff I like is so expensive. I know. I want to turn like, this pottery barn. Oh my god, I know. They have such fun spooky stuff. It's friggin' bats. I know. I love the bats. It's it's bat- chic. Say chic. Like if a bat is done correctly, it's so it's chic. So chic. Potentially the chicest thing is like a like a, a outline of a, like a little bat it's like so chic it's like a cat eye <laughs> like a bat wing bitch it's a vampire on the so go batman's actually like a drag queen it could be i love that batman and robin i mean, I mean if that is Joel a schumacher yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, high count <laughs> okay wait let me ask another question any candles that didn't make it through development Okay, well then, like no, there's like okay, there's things that like we're never gonna be a candle past a certain point. Like when we decide to make a collection, we want to pick like the three quintessential things that represent that genre. Yeah, or unless it's like a direct a group, reference yeah. to like a movie or something or like a group. Um, so like for the icons, for example, we'll start with like a wider net. And have like a bunch of faves that fit into that category. Yeah. And basically we will it will bracket start with like it out. 20 people. Yeah, just like our favorites. And then like we do the research on it to make sure that we are not having like a biased viewpoint and yeah. everybody else sees these people as like we're just trying to like balance like what we like and what people like and what represents the category the best. Yeah. Like that's kind of like what we're trying to do. And um, we also have scents in mind that have to like kind of embody those people. So there's like it's quite a process. There's some math involved. So there are things that like may have been early on in the line that just didn't make it down to the cut. Or like, you know, someone that we did put out might have been someone else. Right. Type of thing. Yes. There are sometimes where things come up and like there's a name that already exists in another collection. Yeah. We're like, that's going to be confusing. Yeah. Like. We've like been like, oh, should we do a clueless collection? I mean, I obviously want to do a clueless collection. And we're like, we already have a share candle. To do another share candle is confusing. Cause like while people that know our brand really well, like the candle coven gets that there's like collections. But yeah. if you were just like popping onto the site and you were like shopping all and you're like, there's two share candles and they're different and like it would be weird. Right. I don't know. I just think we gotta keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> uh-huh. Cause it's already a concept. Yeah. So like you don't want to make it like too much. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, to answer your question, like, yeah, there's definitely things that like didn't make it all the way to like, you know, the end of the line to be like what ended up being a collection. Mm -hmm. But like nothing that was ever like, ooh, let's scrap that last minute. Yeah, like we might still make stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just have like a running list of stuff. And there are like some people that we've uh, like decided that actually are in other categories and that we're saving them for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to like tune in and find out. Just because, see what like, we do. We're yeah. you know we're always up to something. We're always up to something. <laughs> All right, let me get some other. This is, question is on here a few times. They want to know any like creepy or supernatural stories we have. Oh my god, like I I don't have anything. Like I was so scared of like real life that I was my third eye was not even open to another realm. Yes, remotely. Um, I think I've told like a couple of spooky stories on here before. The one where you're, it was like Raymond. The, the Pigeon Sisters story. The Pigeon Sisters, by the way. Yes. Two turtle doves. Um, and what else? What other story? I feel like I've told other ones. Well, one that's like really. Oh, we told the Salem one, I think. Oh, yeah. The one about the haunted hotel in Salem. Which is another fall activity that we love was, is going to Salem. Salem is the best. And Go. like New England towns. Oh, my God. Yes. And driving around and looking oh, at doing like, decorations. Oh, doing like leaf drives to like look at like the turning leaves. Like yeah. in like a beautiful, like wow, gorgeous. But yeah, uh, there's one that sticks out of my mind for me that like really actually there's two. What about the one with the thing that we both saw? Oh, have we told that story before? I think we have. A, we can tell it again. I'm gonna it's tell like, it again. Uh, what's that stuff? What was it? What, OK, it, you can tell it and say what we think it is. Uh, OK, guys, I'm there was like this time in my life for me specifically where I was just having weird supernatural style experiences yeah. happening was to like me. Was like in your chart or something? I Maybe. Like it was just like a period of like two to three years where just like things were just very weird. Like I, eerie. The door was open. Eerie. It felt like that. It felt like eerie things were happening to me. Uh-huh. And I was like very aware of it. And like I was eventually I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. And a friend of mine was like, you have to tell your spirit guide that you, that you don't want them to show you stuff like this. Yeah. And so I told them I didn't want to see stuff like this. And I, I slowly have it. Been. It like worked. <laughs> yes. So I don't really know. Take with that with a grain of salt, if you like. But um, I was like during this time and I was like laying in bed and I was like about to fall asleep. So that's always questionable. Yeah. Because when you're about to fall asleep, you're teetering on. on you're like, am I hallucinating? Am I dreaming? But I was awoken because something like flashed in my eye. So uh-huh. I'm waking up and I look above me and there's this like glowing kind of white ectoplasm looking spidery it was like if ball. A, it was like if a spider was a jellyfish and but was like in a ball shape yeah and it was moving like a jellyfish sort of like pulsating yeah. and like wiggling its like legs ish mm-hmm. i wouldn't even want to call it legs it was like a ball of energy like co- like a koosh ball right almost. exactly and it was like moving towards my face and i fucking jumped you up screamed i screamed i was about to hit me to me i was like this like alien spider is gonna hit me okay uh-huh. so i jump up i freak the fuck out and i'm like we have to where to go and elaine is like i saw it too and yeah. then I had to go to just burn the house down. <laughs> like, I was like, you saw it. And she described to me. I was looking for it in the bed. She was. We were looking, you guys. We were. We pulled the bed apart. It, we, we saw it fall into the bed. OK, it was like a glowing. It was not 
anything I've ever seen before yeah. or since. And I was so scared that I had to watch both Bridget Jones movies <laughs> that happened to be on TBS back to back. And I stayed up all night. I was I have never been more t- petrified no, you were, like, unwell. in my life. It made me it feel fear. It was I felt fear. I was scared. And when you were like, I also saw it and you described it exactly. I was like, no fucking yeah. way. So that I was described a, it before you did. So like, yes. And I, I was like, no way. And then we watched that thing about, was it near death stuff? Like, and like, like that person NDE that tries thing. to do like the act or like takes ectoplasma pictures. Yes. And they're like not real. But and like, we saw like an ectoplasm that was like things that people couldn't explain. Yeah. And it was similar looking. So yeah. I don't, it was weird. I don't know what the hell it was. It was odd. And was it sinister? I don't know. It made me feel it felt like it was coming for me. Yeah. So it didn't feel not sinister. I was like, don't touch me. I feel like I caught something. Leave me alone. Maybe it was like an alien. They were going to abduct me for a second and like put me right back. See, like we don't know this shit. Like your consciousness. Look it up, guys. Comment below. Um, <laughs> another one was in the same bedroom around that same time. I was awoken in the middle of the night and there was a little girl standing next to my face. Yep. And I, she was probably like seven or eight years old. And she had like the little balls. In she her had like, like the, you remember in the nineties and the eighties, those little like, um, ball ponytail ball. holders yeah. and like the little, um, clips that had like animals on them. Yeah. Her hair was like braided and she had those in her hair. And I like turned and looked at her and she's standing right there. Was she, what was she wearing? Wasn't she wearing like something? She of, had like an Oshkosh. No, she, it was like eighties looking. Yeah, yeah. Like Oshkosh overall, like eighties little kid outfit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, she almost looked like young Raven Simone. I was literally just thinking Raven Simone. That's like exactly. I was what about she, to say Raven Simone. Yes, like that was the look. She's like a little cute girl. She's just standing there and like she's not like a fully formed person. Yeah. It's like very like yeah yeah yeah. Like it's like I'm seeing it, but it's not really here. And I was like, I'm dreaming. I I'm dreaming, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, no, I'm awake. And I look down, and Molly yeah. is standing growling at whatever I'm seeing her hackles are up and she's growling at it she's such a good girl and I am like literally trembling like she's looking right at it yes I'm shaking in bed I'm sh- I'm trembling so hard that I wake you up and you're like what's going on and then it goes away and I was like oh my god I was crying it was this, yeah. one of the scariest because I, I just was like it she was so close to me oh Ashley Green of you anyways I was like please don't and they stopped. Please don't show me this stuff. I you were know. having like um, things when we were like going out drinking too. Oh, I where know. People, like when you were a little bit tipsy, like people would come to you. I know. I'd be like this. It I- was very big Teresa Caputo. Caputo vibes. Stuff was stuff was happening. I was getting uncomfortable. It was very weird. You like went up to some guy once and you're like, is your birthday? What was it? You were like, oh, yeah, I went up to some random guy at a bar. And I was like, is your birthday December 15th? And I like I had to tell him something. And it was his birthday. Yeah. And I, we were both just like, oh, how creepy. Yeah. I did it a few times. Yeah, you did. First of all, do I go up to people? No. No. Why was I doing that? It was just like, I just felt I mean, like when you're drunk in New York City, you go up to whoever you want. You're like, well, your, are you ever like, you're just like so stupid. But yeah. yeah, there was like a period of time where my third, let's just say my third eye was very open. It was very open. And it was showing me things I didn't want to see all the time because it was disturbing. Yeah. So I've, I said, please don't show me disturbing I've things. I've never had that. You saw that ball of light. Yeah. 
But like in terms of the question, like I I'm I don't have like spooky stories like that. Sucks. Yeah, I love spooky stories. Like Actually, just, like, can you guys? Remember. You know what? I fucking love ghost stories so much or spooky. Tell tell me your right into podcast at bijoucandles.com. Yeah. Tell me your ghost stories, and all during spooky season on an episode, I'll read like a couple of ghost stories. Yeah. That would be that's like so fun to me. I I'm making that up right too. now. We're gonna do spooky stories. How good were like scary stories to tell in the dark? Yes, tell me your scary story. Yeah. Either message me on Instagram or um email us podcast to be I really want to know because I, I want to know about it. your petite rouge. Right. Like whenever I used to like work with new people and like when I worked in retail, I would be like, um, tell me your ghost story. I always wanted to know that's people's so ghost funny. story. I just think think Is it's that your so- pickup line? That's my pickup line. <laughs> I just think you get to like I like learn a lot about people. Like, so do what, they believe what does it in say ghosts? About me do they not? I don't have any. Nothing. Do you remember any that I've had? <laughs> do I remember your life? No. <laughs> um, do you love that we literally just talked about how society isn't real and then about a ball of light? People like if you just like take things object like out of context and out we're of this a podcast. Company. Yeah, we sound absolutely like perfect. <laughs> That's what you're gonna get. It's not lost on me, guys. I know. I know what's happening. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> we're fully aware of like what we're like. Yeah, hyper. I get it. I know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by it. Anyways, okay. What do you want to do? Another? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's a big one. I'm 29 and in the early stages of coming out as bisexual. What is your best coming out advice? Oh shit. Um. You and I have very different yeah. sort of experiences. Mine's well, probably a little bit closer to hers because I was older, too. Well, here's the thing is that you're not just going to come out one time. You're, you're going to be out. coming out for the rest of your life. So get used to it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just stick with your convictions and trust yourself and yeah. love yourself. Yes. And, you know, give yourself a lot of for lack of better terms, grace, I guess, like do yeah. what you need to do. Like, I agree. If you do whatever feels comfortable. The the only person that you have to worry about is yourself. Yeah. You, you don't have, owe anyone anything. You don't owe anybody anything. You actually don't even have to come out to people if you don't want to. Yeah. Nope. You can also tell people when you're coming out to them, I'm telling just you this. This is not your information to share. That's mm-hmm. also cool, too. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, living in off your authentic life yeah. as yourself and who you are is so important. And like, I'm, can, I'm proud of you. And I think for, it's like, you know, I think just like, um, yeah, being true to yourself, there's nothing ever wrong with that. And just know that in your gut, like yeah. if people have any issues with it, that says more about them than it does about you. And I know it's, that's easier said than done to like sort of ignore that, but like you really have to block out the haters and, like, and you know, Welcome to the family. Absolutely. You know, you have a huge family right. that accepts you and it's the community. And just to just to speak to what you were saying about how you'll be coming out like many, many times. It's true. Like, you know, when you meet people or when you're just doing anything or like people be like, oh, like when I would get my nails done. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh, your wedding rings. What does your husband do? And then it's just your like your Chinese you're, husband. You're basically <laughs> fi- right. You're basically Oh, because you were wearing like Chinese jewelry. I had Chinese jewelry on that was your mom had given you. Yeah. And you gave it to me to wear. And someone was like, oh, where do you like the Chinese lady was doing my nails. And she goes, where did you get this Chinese jewelry? And she goes, is your husband Chinese? Because I had a wedding ring on. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's just like twice. It's it's happened to me a few times. Yes. And I just am like, you know. I, do I feel like coming out to this lady right now? Yeah, you don't have to. You can sometimes be like, yeah. you, 
Who fucking cares? Right. Like sometimes you're just like, no, it's my wife. Like, you don't have to, like, be on the front lines of the battle all the time if you don't want to. You know. And it it is harder for bisexual people, I think. Yeah. Because people have a really hard time with things that aren't black and white. Right. And it must be hard to to feel like that. And to be confused about what people tell you and who you are and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, don't internalize that. Do whatever makes you happy. And and we support you. We validate you. Yes. Bisexuality is real. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting right here. (laughs) And like, yes, I'm like, I don't, you know, I have a hard time with the labels because I don't really, I think labels again are like, "Eh." mm -hmm. but like, I'm like bisexual, but I'm pansexual. I mean, but I'm like, you know, it's, you like what you like. I like what I like, but yeah, I think again, see, see how I'm just here. I'm like, I don't know. I'm queer. I love the word queer because it just, it's, there's a lot of different, like, subcategories of different you know things and yeah i think it's just like they're you're gonna come up with stuff you know hopefully you have like a good support system and friends and family around you and hopefully there's a good you know queer community where you are and if not the internet is full of it right and um yeah i guess my tips are just like stick to your truth Mm -hmm. you're validated like you're like you're you know, allowed to live your life authentically. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes you happy. Mm, that's great. Okay, here's a here's a lighter one. You're on a road trip. What's your snack? Oh, shit. You know, I love a convenience store. I love a good gas station. You love like a Wawa more than anything oh in the world. Oh, my God. Okay, Take so I, ha- I had actually never been to a Wawa. And then Elena was like, wah, 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 wah. Also, um, wah, wah, wee, wah. Also, sheets. Hell yeah, sheets. Which we didn't, I never, I didn't grow up with wawas and sheets. So uh, I was I very was there, excited. I was at sheets and someone got stabbed once. So. Oh, wow. We spent a lot of time and money at sheets in college. Uh, they are, they have the best sandwiches. Like where you can like everything. type in exactly what kind of sandwich you, you want type in exactly, machine. and I they love like, that. They have, you know, like when you go to order someplace and online and they don't have all the selections like yeah. they do? That makes me so crazy. Oh my God. At Wawa and Cheese, it's like a little bit of mayo. Some more mayo. Yeah. Like it's like eight options of like how much mayo you want. It really does a lot for my personal brain. Yeah. To have the choice. I like it how I like it. Yeah. Oh my God. They make it so good. Um, so, yeah, I would say like my road trip snack. First of all, I just want to say I love turkey sandwiches more than I love anything in the world. Yeah, you do. It might be it's my gotta favorite. It's got to be shaved turkey, though. If it's I too like, thick, she can't eat it. I like really thin turkey. I don't like chunky meat. No, she's got a small Ew. mouth and no teeth. She needs short turkey. Can you believe that she says I have no teeth? You don't. I have some teeth. <laughs> okay, I mean... You, you in fact, have some teeth, yes. To clarify, I had four adult molars pulled because I had a big teeth and a small mouth when I had braces. So, yeah, her, her chewing is limited. I don't have all the teeth you have, okay? This is why I can't have bok choy. I can't have cooked spinach. And who can have bok choy? It's so hard. You have how, to, like, slurp it right How down. do you eat it? You know what's the worst culprit to me? Hmm. If you get, like, some sort of Italian sub and they put broccoli rob on it. Oh, yeah. I had something recently. I need, like, a fucking cleaver to get through this. You know what? I'm a, I'm a big enough woman now to admit I don't really like broccoli rob that much. It's so bitter. It's so tangy. It's and bitter. bitter. It's, like, bitter, like, bitter as fuck. Yeah. Tangy is not the word. It is It is so bitter. It, it can't even describe it. It's hard to chew. Yeah. I just like regular broccoli. <laughs> I can do a broccolini, even. Oh, a little tiny broccoli? If a broccoli is a violin, a broccolini is a viola. It's bigger? No, it's the other way around. Yes. Broccolini is a violin. Yes. Is there something smaller than a violin? Probably. 
Is there like something called a really like, need tea? A piccolo. Piccoli. I like played the violin for like a long time. Me too. And I don't know. <laughs> Same. How long did you play the violin? How many sizes did you go through? Okay, well, I stopped growing at age three. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I think I started with like a quarter, then I got to like a half. Yep. I think I hit a, maybe, maybe a full, not, full I don't size? think I ever got into a full adults. I don't think you would now if you were still playing. <laughs> I think I was like at a three fourths. Um, Cute. But I played from a second grade, first or second grade? I want to say, was it first grade? Yeah. Yeah, first through seventh. Oh my God, same. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so cute. I know. Do you think you could still play? Like, no. <laughs> Can you read music still? No, not really. Like, I, I I know, like, what the notes are. Yeah. But I couldn't, like, read it and, like, play. Yeah. But I have perfect pitch. You, you have pretty... I think I have relative pitch. You do. You have pretty good pitch. You're pretty good. I'm a renaissance woman. Yeah, you are. What did you call it? An infinite threat. Yeah. When you're not a triple threat, you're not a quote, you're an infinite threat. Yeah. I love that. You're <laughs> a renaissance. Um, yes. What was even the question? Something about violence. <laughs> Wait. Uh, give, uh, oh. Snacks. <laughs> what I've ever gotten there. No. Oh, so I love drinks, which is like okay. very counterintuitive. On it's a road hard because drinks are hard because I don't like to have to pee. I know, and I have a very but if you sensitive pee, you get more bladder. Snacks. That's true. But like, okay, so what would you get at a Wawa uh, tip tap station? Okay, if I went to like, let's just say for all intents and purposes, we're at a Wawa. We're, we're, at a Wawa. we are, we're doing the most road trip snack. What's okay, the, how how long is the road trip? Three hours, four hours? Let's let's do one where you absolutely have to stop, which I would say is like four to five hours. All right, because I think you could do a three hour one in one no shot. Because I've done that before. And then you show up at your mom's house, stop, and it's like, can I please get something from the family house, a pizza? <laughs> get me some sort of a sub. Get me a check. I want a grind. I want a meatball check grinder. Check the <laughs> Um. So I, if I'm going to a Wawa, I'm getting a diet fucking Coke. If they have a fountain, fountain, a fountain preferred. Yeah. Have you ever had those um milkshake things at Wawa? No. Where you like take a milkshake out of the freezer and you like put it in their milkshake machine and it like makes you a milkshake. I'm sorry, but this is the future. Wawa is living in the future. I have not done that. I can't have a milkshake on a, a car ride because I would need some sort of depends. At least it depends. At least a rent a depend. At least. Um, so yeah, I would do a turkey sandwich. Um on. On. I would do a roll. Cute. With lettuce, mayo, tomato, salt, pepper, provolone, and turkey. Mm. Maybe pickle. Do you remember when we went to Sheets the day after Shannon's wedding with yeah. my parents? Yes. They get the weirdest shit. What did they get? They like don't know how to make sandwiches. Oh, okay. But one time my mom and I went to like a Wawa or something. a generation or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think they come from like sandwich cultures. Okay. Fair play. Fair um, play. But like my mom and I, I think one time went to like get sandwiches somewhere. <laughs> and I think it was Publix. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Publix, Publix sandwiches. Though. Oh my God. Um, My mom, we all, everyone in my family loves a Publix sub. But yeah. so we were getting Publix subs and I think she got like, you know, whatever she got, turkey, cheese, whatever. And I got mine and it was dank. It was like chicken tendies, mayo, cheese. Oh, the chicken tenders. Son. Yeah. And um, she was like, can I have a bite of that? Yeah. And I obviously gave her a bite. And she was like, why is this so good? Yeah. And I was like, you don't life, get any lube. Life can be good. Why don't you get any lube on your sandwich? You know, like when people- and then my dad will get like a hot pepper sandwich with like <laughs> oregano on it. He, it's just like brine. <laughs> like pickles. No. 
And then he's like, he'll get like ham and say he doesn't eat pork. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Bob. <laughs> I'm going to have ham sandwich. <laughs> And he'll eat it for like three Wait, days. he does. He eats ham because he has said to me he doesn't eat pork. I don't know if he knows. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bob. Something he knows. <laughs> um, and we love chips. Okay, so Big I, chip my, if I'm going to pick my favorite chips, the first thing that comes to my mind is salt and pepper. Salt, salt, salt No. Oh, salt and pepper? Salt. Let me. Sorry. Let me. This is a feminist household. I'm in trouble. Let me say my Is this fucking a Jean Valjean song? <laughs> Let me say my chip. <laughs> Six, seven, three, oh, no. Is that what it is? What is it? I think that's something. That's, it sounds right to me. You got the part. <laughs> um, I like Cape Cod salt and pepper. Wow. So if we were on the Newlywood game, I would have gotten that one wrong. I do like salt and vinegar, though. But I like the salt and pepper chip is the best yeah, chip. Yeah, it is so good. The reason sometimes I will get I mean, and then this is on diet culture. I will get the salt and vinegar or the plain Cape Cod because they do a 40% reduced fat. Uh-huh. It tastes identical. Yeah. And is it less it's calories? really, it's not that I'm going to be eating less calories. I'll just be eating more chips. Yeah. And that's just really. You get really, more bang for your buck. Listen, that's why I, Diet Coke tastes friggin' phenomenal. It's It costs me zero calories. And it doesn't really, it, like, studies really have shown that it doesn't do anything. No, there's no, I watched a documentary about it. Yeah, it's like There is no science about It's like big diet corn syrup. Messing you up. Yeah. That's like yeah. telling us that Diet Coke is bad. Yes. It's other stuff that messes you up. Phenylalanine. Phenylalanine. I, I heard on TikTok that apparently white bread made in America is better to eat than whole wheat bread. Yes. Because it they is add less color. Like, no, because it's less likely to give you cancer because it's so processed like on the whole wheat Oh. It still has like its whole seat on it, and oh that's where the pesticides God. are. So you're yes. eating more pesticides in whole wheat bread that in America. Makes, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but also a lot of um, whole wheat bread that you buy from like the brands that are a little bit more like, hmm, yeah. like Wonder Bread and stuff uh-huh. like that. The whole wheat, the way they make it wheat colored is they add like caramel color or something. Get me out of here. <laughs> you can think like uh, post World War Two, like. Make it look like something it's yeah, not. I like, mean, it's literally for, it's, red velvet cake is they made it because they didn't have enough chocolate from rations. Yeah, you think, and they wanted yeah. to make a quote unquote chocolate cake. That's where red velvet cake came from. You think that, but like it's ultimately just like corporations. It's part. It's yeah. There's it's, it's like reasons to give each other money. Sure. Yeah. That's like honestly what everything is. Right. What about your friends? Mm. Um. So I like um. I like yeah. Flips tell me. A lot. Tell me about what you get. Tell me I what really you would like get. Flips. Flips are the. <laughs> you know where I always buy flips? Michaels. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, Michaels has low key, like the best. Tell, wait, for people who don't know what flips are, because like those they're are chocolate obscure. covered pretzels. Yes. They're chocolate covered. They're like, but they're like, they have swirls on them. Yeah, they have like different flavors and shit. You but love a yogurt pretzel more I than I do anything. love a yogurt. It's so yummy. Are they bad for you? Yes. Well, I, like, so is everything. Why have we been told that yogurt things, like yogurt nut, like the, that quote-unquote yogurt covering? Dairy. That is dairy. straight up sugar. Yeah. It's not healthy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael's has like the hottest snacks. Yeah, they do. Sometimes you get to the cash app out of Michael's and you're like, why am I buying food here? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I get to a cash app out of Michael's, I do go into a deep, 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 deep uh, focus mode. 
which is that um, this is a, a physical law, the law of physics. There is no uh, cell phone reserve. Uh, what? <laughs> cell phone reception. There is no cell phone reservice. <laughs> There's no cell phone reception in a Michaels. Any Michaels. No. Uh, They're com- dead zones. Comment below. It, is everybody in agreement? We cannot get it. Okay. Yeah. So by the time you get to the cash app and you know you could go to michaels.com and you can get the coupons yep. for that store, which are usually like 25% off your entire order. And the line is so long and there's only one cash there's register. There's one open. cash register and you're like buying whatever, you know, like fake headstone, like what I would yeah. buy. <laughs> and like a bunch of like foam and skulls that I'm going to put together. Yeah. I am trying to like download this coupon. Yep. And like I have, I'm like, what's the Wi-Fi? You're like, like talk to the cash registers. Yeah. I'm like, say something. Yeah. Get the Wi-Fi. And then like, it's just like a panic attack the whole time. Yeah. But we always do it. It's good for your ADHD. I need to remember to have it available on my phone before I step in, but I won't. No. I won't do that, Elena. Okay. You have the whole car right there. Don't ask me to. Although we don't have any service anywhere. So. And if you ask me to, anybody, mm-hmm. in your arms forever. Okay. Did you want to add anything else to your road trip snack? It just you're just getting flips. Oh no. I mean, yeah, I get like sandwiches. I get chips. I love chips as well. You like my kind of sandwiches, except you would never get like pickle. No, I'm not like, no, I'm not going to. Elena doesn't like pickles and olives, everybody. No. No, that's you're right. Okay, ready? What's your favorite candle? And you have to pick one from our candles. All right. I have one. Oh, wow. Okay. Lucille. Oh, my God. Lucille Spiced Orange. I love it. From the Festive Faves collection back later this fall. Can you describe it? It's named after Lucille Ball, first of all. It smells like, um, what are those oranges called? With the Palmanders. Yeah, they smell like, it smells like Palmanders, like just spicy orange. Like it's, I love fall scent stuff. Like I love fall spices. It really is such a good scent. And it's nice and fresh. I just love it. It's like a fresh seasonal vibe. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes seasonal candles are like a little bit, can be too sweet. Mm -hmm. This is like a citrusy version. So it's like so palatable. And it's strong, which I like. Almost like has like a mulled wine to it, which I really like. Um, and the jars that they come in are sparkly, sparkly and so pretty. So yeah, those will be back soon. I've had people asking already, where's Judy? Where's Ingrid? Where's Lucille? They're coming. Can I guess yours? Yeah. Okay, let me ascertain with myself what I'm going to say is my favorite. Okay. I keep only thinking of one that I really is in my suck in my brain right now. And I, that's the one I'm picking. Is it in the starlets? Yes. Is it Hetty? No. Claudette? Yep. Claudette mm-hmm. has a hold on me. <laughs> That I cannot <laughs> let go of. We have like one customer that is like kind of an influencer. Oh, Keiko Lynn. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she was saying it. Yeah. So she buys like 10 of She time. posts about it a lot. That's true. Yeah. She buys like, yeah, she's like, whor- she's the same as me. We're both obsessed with it. She's like, when's it coming back? You know who else really likes Claudette hmm. is um, Melissa from Fenty. Oh, Yeah. She's like loves Claudette as well. And I think Hetty too. Claudette and Hetty are hold a really special place in my heart because mm. they're both like Neroli, Lily, Tuberose. Like those are my favorite floral. Like that is like the Neroli is my favorite scent note of all time. Yeah. Lily, like Lily of the Valley is just does something to me that is just like so mm-hmm. epic. And like that's why I like Donna too, because Donna has Lily of the Valley. I, just, I would like name a kid Lily of the Valley. Can you imagine? We have two daughters, Whisper and Lily. This is why we can't have children, you guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> Wait, not, where did Whisper come from? Is that real? I know. I just made it up. Would you? Do you like it? 
I don't hate it. Like I'm not okay. No, but I feel like that's like a recent thing you've been oh, saying. I just said it just now. Oh, okay. Like the names that I like are horrible. I know. No, I like them. I want to name there's somebody a, there's Christmas. A name, there's a name that exists. Yeah. That I, I'm so mad that it exists because I want it. Yeah. Even though we're not having kids. What is it? Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. Who is Denise Richards' character in James Bond. Yeah. But like, it's such a good name. I know. That's our baby name. Christmas Jones. I also like the name Kitty Christmas. Yeah. That's one of my baby names. Guys, don't take my baby names. I haven't said I'm not having kids yet for sure. I think one of them's like Valentine too. I like have the, which is like um, my great, great grandfather's name was Valentine. It's Valenti, which is Valentine from from Poland. So. Damn. It's a family name. That's true. Imagine. Imagine me with kids. No. <laughs> they would have the stupidest names. I know this about myself. I know that. I love it. Molly's name is Molly because I do people names for dogs and dog names for people. That's yeah. how I've always been. Like when I was little, like some of my baby names were like Clover. Still cute. Like I like like Barbie. I love Barbie. My sister um, really likes the name Sally and I love that. Yeah. I love names like that. I like Sally. Those too. are I like more Sally more, for a dog. Those are more. Yeah, it's cute. See, people names like for poodle. dogs. Uh, Sally the poodle is she exists. That's like that's great. We're talking about candles. <laughs> You guys, I don't know why Claudette has a hold on me like this. I can't describe it to no, you. No, she's just like a classic. I really love Lena. Oh, yeah. She's See, like. See, she told me to pick one and I can't pick one. Yeah, you, you're done. You picked one. The Starlets are like maybe some of my favorite ones. And like I have. like They're just classics. I'm like, not going to lie to you. I burn Cher and I, all the time. I burn Stevie all the time. I, I mean, all I we really burn a lot of candles, to be fair. Yeah. But I, I should like actually journal like which ones I'm burning and see which one I burn the most. Because I like try and I equal like it's opportunity. Been recently. I've been into share recently. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Chanteuses to come back because I want. I, burnt I love Billy. the Chanteuses. That was like my second thought was like. The, oh, my God. The, the Chanteuses are friggin' so good. Yeah. yeah. Those will be back soon. I checked. They're do It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK. Uh, also about candles. What do you wish people knew about candle production so much? So much. First of all, it's like a natural. Pro- it's like more of a natural product than people like. Yes. Realize. I mean, yes, I it's soy is yeah. like, you know, um sometimes I'll get questions like, "Oh, is it okay if the wax looks like the color is a little different or this?" Yes, soy changes. Like what you put into soy, it it's always going to try and become like flaky soy again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you burn it and then it's like got a little bit of like a natural looking top now, that's normal. This fragrance oils might make it look a little bit more like yellow or white, depending on what the oils are, uh-huh. what they're made out of. So it's going to look different all the time. What's the question? What we want people what to people, know about the candle uh, production about. Oh, yeah. Production? About the business production specifically, actually. Um, OK. What I wish people knew. It that takes, is hard. It takes a very long time. Yeah. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of moving parts and yeah, a, you know, a lot of people have, work very hard. Right. And like you don't have control over everything. No, like there's a lot of moving parts. So like things can be derailed very easily. Oh, yes. Like when I always feel so bad when people are like, when are, you know, like, for example, the dynamo is going to be back. It's been so long. It's like, I mean, what you need to understand an effect. Oh, yeah. There's glass shortages, material shortages, like all the shipping carton shortages. Yeah. Like the raw materials to make things are stuck places. And um, again, truck driver shortages sick and there people. You know what I mean? Like there's Factory not as closed, much, there's yeah. not as many people working and it's a lot like there's a lot of, of factors, you mm-hmm. know, and all of our candles are poured by hand. Yeah. So 
they are made by, it takes a lot of time to make a lot of candles and we make a lot. Yeah. That's something maybe people don't know is that we're not just like making, like they're small batch compared to like big companies, of yeah. course, but we're making, you know, a good amount of candles yeah. because we want to make sure there's enough because we have, we have sold out before in a day if we make like, you know, what we used to. <laughs> yeah. But it takes, it takes a long time. And also I want people to realize that like, we don't have control over the shipping companies. I don't have control like, over it. Like once it leaves the warehouse, like we don't have any control. Like nope. there's just nothing oh, yeah. we can do. We don't have control over it. The, all of the shipping processes involved in making the candles, it's no so one stressful. has any control over. And it can take something that might have been ready next week and now will be ready in October. Like that's yeah. like how. And, and like <clears throat> in certain like weather conditions, like they are yes. susceptible to like. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Stuff, oh yeah. Sometimes know? we won't be able to ship something to our warehouse <clears throat> when it's done because of like a weather pattern. Yeah. Like we will literally have to be like, okay, we have to hold these for shipment so that they're not in transit right. when this, when this thing hot. happens yeah. or, or if we do it this day, they'll have to sit overnight right. and that's not good. So there's like so many moving parts and, and like, one little thing can make something yeah. take four days longer, five days longer. So it's really like we're doing our absolute best yeah. to, this is really kind of like a current COVID time too, but we're always trying to like get everything done as fast and, you know, accurately and well-made as possible. Yeah. And it's hard. It's friggin' stressful. It is. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. You wish you could just like have complete control over everything, but you just don't. You, you, you can't. Know. And everybody's doing their best. And that's just like, you just have to be really on top of all and, the details. Yeah. That's be being detail oriented is so important. Yeah, Johnson's really detail oriented. She's oh good. my god, the which amount, I know is hard for her. The amount so of spreadsheets. Like, yeah, <laughs> there are a lot. Of it's color not my natural thing, but I do like organized stuff. Yeah, so it takes me a while to like kind of do it or like get hyper focused for it. Uh-huh. But then once I do once it, once you're there, you're like spreadsheets galore. I love it because then you're just like they're just coming out of you. Like you took that pill from American Horror Story. You'd make spreadsheets. <gasps> yes. <laughs> That's my special talent. What would your special what would your special talent be actually? I'm an infinite threat. <laughs> like honestly, I'd be so good at everything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I have no if anybody has watched the new season of American Horror Story, you know what we're talking about. But there's like basically like a drug that exists in this world that will make your number one talent if you're a talented person, like like you're exceptional at it. Yeah. And, and like, like make you like prolific. Right. And we're like, what would be our talent? And I just, I'm not sure. Maybe I would just, I'm not talented. Being a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so talented. Don't be stupid. It would just be like petting Molly. You'd be so good at, at everything. Oh, you're sweet. So, so would you. <laughs> um. Okay. Another question. Desert Island skincare product. Oh, CeraVe. Anything CeraVe. Which one? CeraVe. Please welcome to the stage, CeraVe. CeraVe. Um, something with SPF. Bitch, same. Maybe then Lil Roche. Lil Roche Posay. 60 SPF, if yeah, not more. That's really good. Because you can use it on your face. Too. And it's good as a moisturizer. That might that's like I I, I think a really reasonable SPF with a good moisture. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I can. If have, I'm yeah. thinking about not practically, like if I had to pick, like, oh, what's my like holy grail product? Is it Alexis Augustinus? Augustinus Bader. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. I've heard Augustinus Bader. Oh, Augustinus Bader. Here's one of those things. Should we ask Nancy? <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's my mom. She says things wrong. <laughs> Does she? Yes. Can you give me some biotin? Oh, biotin. 
Yeah, by Otten. Garnier Fructus. Oh, yes. I have heard the Fructus before. And I tell her that it's wrong and she continues. Actually, it's like this own language that she's I have she's to say, creating. it's like very, it's clever almost. Yeah. Fructus is clever. It's, <laughs> it's usually like supplements or like hair products and like that kind of shit that she gets. Things with slightly like scientific names. That you wouldn't like hear people say. Yeah. No, that's what it is. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I've only ever read it. Yeah. That's like reminds me of, we were talking about like, oh, when you know people are readers, but they don't necessarily like have heard the words in context. Uh-huh. Um, my sister was talking about the first time she heard the word segue said out loud. Oh, my. <laughs> she's, it's like, like, she's, it's like, like, she's like, I thought it was Sieg. Sieg. Yeah. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Can you believe that the inventor of the segue died on a segue? Driving off a cliff. That's how you know that this is a poem that we're living in. Right. That's poetic as hell. That is poetic as hell. <laughs> um, okay, ready? How did you know that you were each other's forever partners? I don't know, but I just knew. Does that make sense? What happened was, is I had a key and Jocelyn had this lock <laughs> and they fit. Stop. And I opened the lock. Stop yourself. <laughs> I, it's so weird to say, though, because like people say, like, when you know, you know, when, when you, you know, know, you know, you know, <laughs> um, but you do. You actually do, guys. Yeah. It's like you just I just you know what it was? I trusted that you were committed to choosing me every day mm-hmm. and I was committed to choosing you every day. And that's really what it is, you guys. It's just like two people that choose each other and choose to work together through anything work yeah, through really anything you. you just we just trusted each other and i knew i could trust you yeah <clears throat> and uh and we were th- friends for like a year before yep on the team which i mean doing improv which is like very trust building i have to say that's a big part of it it's yeah. kind of like a magic situation because literally you have to trust these people with your like lack of them being embarrassed <laughs> yeah or like being you're like please don't leave me hanging on stage totally. in front of all these people totally and i think that does really help but i just trusted you and i believed you mm-hmm. and like and oh. i believe in you <laughs> but yeah i really just knew it's crazy because i'm like a person that's like what do you think about this i don't know i'm not sure yeah. but i knew just as an aside, we watched this movie last oh night that got me so bad. Yeah. It was and we called, didn't expect it either. It was called Swan Song. And it's about this um older gentleman who's a, a gay gentleman. He's a hairdresser. He's in a nursing home. And he gets um somebody comes uh like from a will, like of this like rich, wealthy client that he used to have who uh-huh. wants he she wants him to do her hair for her funeral. It was like in her will. And it's sort of like the journey of this like swan song his like like foray to doing this last hair yeah you know of his career and i cried a few times yeah it was so touching it was touching um what's her name is in it jennifer jennifer coolidge is in it um it's definitely like an indie style movie Mm -hmm. uh i thought it was like really touching and a great lgbtq story that we don't really get to see yeah. from this Like, he's just, like, a side. fabulous character. I mean... He's a cigarette woman. He, <laughs> he falls into the category of cigarette woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is usually a hairdresser or a dance teacher. So... Yeah, or, like, a yeah. music teacher. Something like that. So, did your sister say, like, a, a dance teacher? Oh. All dance teachers are cigarette women, but not all cigarette women are dance teachers. Right. I don't want to offend anybody, but with but them not understanding what the cigarette woman is. A cigarette woman is a type. You know what I'm it's talking a term about? Of endearment. Yes, it's picture that. Alice and Janie and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes, 
It's yes. a strong woman mm-hmm. that can't, t- like, is so burdened by everyone's shit that she just has to be smoking constantly. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Exactly. Like, somehow they're, like, further ascended than us. Like, they see things from a different perspective. They're just, they're very smart. They usually, you know, in New England, we have a lot of them. Yes. Um, I think in the South, there's a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they're they're often mentors. Do you or- know who's one? Like, do you remember that? documentary that we watched about that guy who was like it was like love crime or something like love fraud love fraud on yeah Cinemax, and it was like that woman who was like trying to find him yes she was a cigarette that's woman. a cigarette woman in the yep. south mm-hmm. our neighbor is a cigarette woman and i love her dearly yes i just like love yeah i just love a cigarette woman i do yeah they're comforting I, there's something about it the woman at the hertz dealership in marlboro there's specifically this woman at this hertz dealership <laughs> who is maybe the, the boss level. budget 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 the, she's boss level she's a boss level singer she's like she always has acrylics done too uh-huh. and she's, she's so nice and she's just like let me see what i have available yeah and she's just like ca- like click clacking on the, the click keyboard is so soothing it's honestly like being in the womb when um late, when people wear acrylic nails and they like rub them together, yeah, it's a gay rain stick <laughs> from the nature store. It's a gay rain stick, like with drag weeds. Like yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, that's a gay it's so soothing. It is so soothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love a rain stick. Oh my! Did God. you ever make one? We made them. What's in them? You do like rice and you um, take like a toilet paper or not a toilet paper, a gift wrapping tube. Uh-huh. And you put like little toothpicks in it and then you seal the top and the bottom. You put rice in it and you just like go up and is down. Is that what it is? It's just like rice going back and forth. I don't like know if it's rice in, it? in the, in the, it's the rice. ones from the rain st- store. Oh, it's rice. The rain store, by the way. Can we talk about those stores that we used to have in the 90s? I think we talked about like, them before, but they need to be talked about again. They were preparing us. To like love spirituality and nature. What did they think they were doing? They gave us Hot Topic and the Nature Store. I mean, and why were they giving me so much tiger's eye? And I don't know if they like. Of course, we're gonna be like this. I was like obsessed with tiger's eye for some reason. Oh yeah, we all did. We all had like a mica face. Yep, big mica face. Yep. I had like a jewelry box as like a tiny child, like three or four, like mm-hmm. filled with mica, like some sort of weird little magpie. <laughs> I was like shiny, pretty. Like I like. What is wrong with us? We're just like pa- little tiny pack rats. Yeah, we like, are magpies. The rainbow fish. Anyways, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Okay, so many questions about the Met Gala. Like, oh my, what God. is this theme supposed to be? What is your favorite outfit? Like, what's going on? And the answer is, I agree with you guys because you know, yeah. no one gets. The theme. I thought Pharrell and his wife looked great. Yes. But like, I don't know if it's on theme. I just thought they looked cool. Well, what had happened was they had done some themes in the past couple of years that were very costumey. There was like the Heavenly Bodies one mm-hmm. and then the camp one. That no one got. That barely, I mean, we that's for a different podcast, but there was very few people, I think, that nailed it. And like The, the two that come to mind that nailed it for me, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. And Haley Bieber. Or the yes. ones that pop in my head. Because they looked like, yeah, like parodies. Like, Haley Bieber looked like she was in, like, House Bunny. Right. Which I loved. Yeah. To me, like, the ultimate camp outfit would have been, like, if someone did, like, a glamorous yeah. version of a robe and, like, uh, putting your head up in a towel after a shower. And then their makeup could have been done, like, a glamorous version of, like, a face mask. Yeah. And, like, like the cucumbers would like, be, like, sunglasses Yeah, that's, like, camp to me. Yeah. Like, just, like, it's, like... I also love like the trompe l'oeil of it all. Right. Anyways, for this 
this year's Met Gala, I haven't read like the literature about it, you know, like from the, you know, museum, like whatever. Yeah. But I I guess it's supposed to be about like American fashion, really, at the heart of it and like what that means. Right. Uh-huh. I don't know that anybody really you know who nailed it? even tried that Native American model. Yeah, there that was. Yeah, there you go. It was like that's American fashion. Right. I yeah, I don't know. There was just like I think people just now just want to get dressed up. And if they want to be outrageous or not, it's really just like an everything goes. Like now that I think about it, is it? I mean, it is like it's kind of crazy that Ralph Lauren has the audacity to like parade around in like denim and turquoise and silver. Like he's like some sort of. I know. You know, Western. Yes. A lot of those those prints are inspired. What the fuck, man? I mean. And like he's deemed Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not cool. I mean, maybe that maybe that should be written on somebody's dress. That what you just said. I mean, I, I honestly like I don't have a take. I like it. I was not moved. I was by not. Anything. I was I not, don't care. I was not even well. I think it's like so stupid that they're even doing it. It like, does feel trite at this point in it's time. It's so trite. It's very Hunger Games feeling like somebody described it as everybody looked like they were on the Hunger Games. Yeah. And I could not agree more. Like what? You look so ridiculous. What is the point of this? Why are we even <laughs> no. making clothes? Like it's like so hard because like you want to say that it's like art and escapism in a way, but it just just the opulence makes it feel bad because the art it's in and of itself is opulent. It's like right. The art is the opulence. Right. And the luxury. And it's yeah. like. It's collapsed onto itself yeah. in a way. Yeah. It's like, you know, it makes me think of that Vivian Westwood documentary mm-hmm. and like something that really stood out, like that she said that like really stuck with me was like she, you know, in the early stages of uh, like the punk genre, like she that she kind of like created yeah. at the time. The thought of being allowed to like people thinking that like West, the West was like more free or li- like liberated yeah. because they have movements like punk and stuff like yeah. that. But like, is that just like the the men like the crown like the big honchos like allowing people like that's how far they allow them to go right and like do you know what i mean well yeah i mean that's like the whole point like the whole point of that punk movement was like anti-society yeah anti-establishment anti-anything yeah and to then what was the there's like a quote and i think it might be like mark hoppus from blink Blink 182. 182 Cannot believe this is like I remembered all those names, but it's like if I kick a trash can, that's punk. And then if you kick the trash can, it's a trend. Yep. So it's like it's just doing your own thing Mm -hmm. authentically to you. And like that's punk. Anyways, that's not what the theme is. But like just to kind of speak to what you're saying, like it's just like. I just think we're in this like crux of society. Like it's just the AOC of it all it's like so performative yeah mm-hmm. like that's I, a hot I, button issue by the way there's a lot going on online about that I just can't see how that's like a good take there's I like, cannot see it I know well I mean and I, I guess she's well the thing is that she's like technically a democratic socialist like she's not like a leftist well like right? what so I I read um somebody said basically like listen like this girl walks the walk all day long blah 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 and like now the, the day after we're all talking about it and that's like the point and that's a good thing so that's like what people have been saying is like the positive take on what are we we're talking about not the the statement. We're talking about the fact that she wore it. We're not talking about taxing the rich because we're talking about how preposterous it is that she wore a gown to the Met Gala that right. says that. I mean, I honestly don't know that I've like formed a full take on it because I've read 
We're talking about, the, of course, the AOC dress that says eat the rich on it. Tax. Uh, ta- sorry, tax. Maybe eat the rich would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> tax the rich. And then it has been people are saying, OK, well, that's like preposterous. You're at like this like opulent ball in a ball gown rubbing elbows with really rich people. It's like. You're an keeping event where the tickets cost thirty five thousand. Right, like you're calling, like, you're you're the company you're keeping, et cetera. And then there's on the other side of the coin, people are saying, "Well, you know, she this the designer she used is very ethical, da 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 da, and like you know, she actually works to you know fight this on a daily basis, and now she's brought attention to it on a bigger level, and now we're talking about it. So those are the two sides of the coin of the argument with with everything. I mean, it. it when you do something like this, you're going to have people that love it and people that hate it. It's a very interesting venue to do this in because I think people also just kind of feel like after everything we've all been through in the last year and a yeah. half, just like, shut the fuck up. I was honestly like, like even just everybody even dressed up. I was like, oh, who cares? Yeah, no, seriously. Like, so I saw the AOC. Like, I don't have any like bad feelings towards AOC. Like, right. But like when I saw it. In real time, it's a I was, stunt, and it's I just like it was a stunt. I thought I think it's ex- performative. I think it's I I think it's a really bad take. Like I I think it's in poor taste. Like I think right. it's like a bad idea. I mean I think and it, I, I was pe- shocked that the yeah. next day I was reading like go AOC, and I was like, is everyone like serious? Like yeah, it didn't really mean that much to you. Like it, yeah, it's like so hypocritical. Right. Yeah. No, I see that. It's like I mean, it feels very Nancy Pelosi to me. I get what you're saying. It feels I think you think and yeah, it, it, I get it, it gives me big I'm in the establishment vibes mm-hmm. and like I'm trying to keep I'm in the establishment, but I want to keep my foot in the in the door of like progressive. Yeah. ideas. No, I, I completely see it. It's it's hard. It's yeah, I, I honestly don't know. That being said, I'm like annoyed that we're even talking about this event in the first place. Like as much as I love like celebrity culture, like, yeah, this just feels bad to me. I don't well, like this. There's one thing between talking about like celebrity culture in almost like a pop culture. How did we get here? Yeah. What did it mean? What are these stories? What is our history? Yeah. There's like that art history of it all. Uh-huh. And then there's like the place that we are now, which is like, it doesn't, it, it feels trite as hell. Yeah, there's no really other does. word for it. It just, like even the VMAs feel less trite to talk about. <clears throat> yeah. But even that, I, it's just like hard to care. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to kind of care about it. I don't know. And also like no one's making anything new anymore. Yeah. It, like, it, so, oh, you know, yeah. how, like, I feel like fashion and like a regular person person world. Yeah. Like it's turning into like micro trends that like phase in and out really fast. Like in you mean really, like for like people who are like celebrities people, yeah, yeah. for regular people. I feel like fashion is becoming a lot more like self-expressive, like totally individualistic. Like people aren't attached to trends as it's much so as they true were. true because you could be considered fashionable and you could dress like in vintage clothes right. and you could be considered fashionable and you could be wearing like the newest trends. Right, like right, right. you could have like what's considered fashionable is really about people having an amazing sense of personal style. Yeah. And like people referencing things that are important to them, or, like mean something to them, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, you can't translate that to something like the Met Gala. Right. Like it almost feels so overdone at this point. Like yeah. nothing's new. And I mean, we all know that like there's like a glam squad and of this and then the designers and then this. And it's just like kind of to see it, all these people like that have just been like pampered and yeah. like you're just sort of like. Nah. And like, why are we spending our money on this? Yeah, that's like my thing. It's just like, yeah, the world is burning. Maybe. Yeah, I get it. Trust me. Like <sighs> it's th- actually this, it, so like hard. In code red and you guys are like getting together to like Kiki in the Met bathroom. Right. 
And like, meanwhile, the shit is going down in like Texas, California, all the shit is yes. going down. And this is what you're doing. Right. It does. It feels like a waste all of energy. Concentrated time and, wealth. Yeah, I get that. It's like ridiculous. Like we could pay for everything with like all the money that was exposed in the Panama Papers. Like we could literally pay for everything. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. So again, it is like currently hard to knowing all that we know. Yeah. I think we've all been sitting home for the last year and a half. A lot of us reevaluating what our lives people are dying, people what, getting sick, right? Like, what it means to be here, what are, what we want for ourselves, what in the veil of like the societal stage play yeah. that we have all been playing the for centuries, the theater of it all. Is, and it's political theater. We've we've broke the fourth wall. Yeah. We the fourth wall and it's very hard for us. A lot of us don't know what to do because we're in this situation where we're like, I liked the Met Gala. I liked the art of it. I liked the fashion of it. And I enjoyed that. But now that I know what's behind all of this and mm-hmm. what's it, it doesn't feel good. But also, I want to be able to enjoy something. So people are like really torn about these things that are like yeah. institutionally might have been the fun thing in the theater of society. Yeah. But now that like we know that there's problems with it or, you know, morally we have issues with it when like there's so many bigger issues going on in the world. Like it is really hard to kind of rectify that. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people like, sit. You know what? they they it, Everything needs a revamp is what it is. Like, yeah. First of all, should it be Anna Wintour? Who knows? But like if it's hypothetically, if it is still Anna Wintour, if your theme is like Americana, why aren't you getting like Get up and coming designers, get like new yeah. blood, get something interesting going on that people don't see normally. Yeah, like it's there's just, like, a so way repetitive. to do these things. That's a really good point, Elena. Like there's a way to do these things in a in a really forward thinking. Yeah ethical way that can like really change like how we do stuff i agree i think that's like really what it's about like i think maybe most like like most people don't want to get rid of things that you know could be venues for people yeah that are for things that are important like when i'm looking at another like ysl dress like okay yeah i've seen a billion ysl dresses in my life right it's time to like allow the stage play to uplift new things they can bring up another issue i have too is like you know, you see all these costumes, basically. Yeah, they're costumes. And you don't know the story behind it. It's so right. And like, I was talking to your sister about this and we were like, okay, like Kim Kardashian one, like she was saying it could be a commentary about like fame. And I was saying like, what? how great would it be if it was like about, you know, imperialism and like refugees, like covering the face, like right. blah, blah, blah. And I saw on Instagram, the designer was like, what's more American no, than Kim a said t- it. Oh, she, yeah. She said, what's more American than a big t-shirt head to toe? And I was like, wow, that's like the fucking message. OK, but and, like and then at the end of the day, is it hyper meta and the most American thing in the world? Just to so be stupid. Just have it be that <laughs> superficial. Yeah, maybe. But like, yeah, I guess because like there was a lot of opportunity for that to have been a statement. And another thing that really I don't about the, the Met Gala particularly is because it's a museum thing uh-huh. and it's about like curation and exploring the history of it right well that true but i'm just like when people are on the carpet and they're like what are you wearing and they don't know the story of it and how it plays into the theme but they try to like make a false equivalency that bothers me so much yeah like either just say this is just really pretty Uh or and just like call it what it is or just be like I have a, I know why this is important. Yeah. I don't know. Or when you're like, oh, 50 people hand beaded this. I'm like, wow, that was like absolutely useless. Yeah. Like that's what we're dedicating. I know there was one girl that was like 50 people hand beaded this. Was it Megan Fox? Overseas. And you were just like, 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 did they get paid a fair wage? Right. Like, 
Y'all don't get us started. Anyway. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to another subject, shall we? Okay, here's yeah. something that's uplifting and fun. What are toys from your childhood you miss the most? I miss oh my, my Polly Pockets. I, oh my god, Polly Pockets. Polly Pockets. Loved Polly Pockets. I had this Polly Pocket. It was a pink heart. I had that one too. It opened up and the, the fountain had like a light and yep. it, it lit up. Did spin. I think it did a bunch of stuff. I loved Polly Pocket. That thing was the I would it is so cute. Yeah, I had so many. They're so cute. Oh my god. They really just like knew how to make toys for us back then. Do kids have fun toys like that now? They all have like nerds. You know what? They're probably know. like not allowed to have something that small that they can swallow. Oh yeah. How many kids swallowed Polly Pocket? Did you ever put in your nose? No. I might have. You you put Did things I? in your nose? Only because I feel like that the round base was like the perfect size for my nostril. <laughs> I like definitely was not a kid who would put things like in my nose at all. No, that would scare me way too much. But like how satisfying was putting like the Polly Pocket in like the yeah, little space. And it like clicks in. Oh, kidding me? I had this one <laughs> toy that was a Captain Planet ring. Oh. And it was like battery operated and you can like switch out the little pieces for the different. Earth, wind, water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. And when you pushed it, it would like make a sound. It would be like Earth. Fire. Water. And I like wore it all the time. It was my wedding ring. <laughs> With your powers combined. <laughs> my hair is Captain Planet hair, by the way. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's a great description. How have they not remade Captain Planet? I don't know. He's so sexy. He, and we need it more, now more than ever. We got to take pollution down to zero. Yeah, Big we time. So they gave us Captain guy, Planet, yep. crystals. Bad guys who like to loot and plunder. Is that the word? Captain- Bad guys who like to loot and plus it's got to be loot and plunder that sounds about right they gave us that they gave us ninja turtles oh yeah i love the ninja turtles um turtles in a half shell turtle power heroes in a half shell heroes in a half shell that's what it is i love that shit um did you have like toys from that too oh yeah see i was big like time. big barbies i love barbies we had american girl dolls which were really fun oh. Did they do um, anything or are they just like are dolls? They're elaborate dolls with like, like human like furniture. Dolls. Do they have emotion? They have furniture? Yes. They had furniture. I had like the Molly bed set. A set? Yes. They have sheets? Yeah, it's like a bed. Like cloth sheets or like plastic ones? No, it's like a like a bed, like Did a you make miniature furniture. Did I make her bed? I don't think I ever like put her. She laid on top of it, that bitch. She never got under the covers. <laughs> Wow, she's intense. Um. Oh yeah, Molly's remember, intense. Remember pound puppies? Pound puppies were so I cute. I loved pound puppies. You were you were like anything puppy related. We had Gogo, my walking pup. Did you have that? Yeah, the, the, it yeah. like was like you take it for a walk. Yeah. Um. Wait, did I ever tell you the story about when my sister made up the story about the cat? No. Okay, so my sister went through the Jesse. I'm sorry, I'm telling this story. I hope it's okay. Um, <laughs> I love you so much. This story is just so funny. Um. She was like obsessed with cats. I think she was in like first grade, uh-huh. and she just like wanted a cat. And like and you guys I'm, are, yeah. I'm allergic to cats. Like she's allergic to cats. No, I think she is. Yeah, and like we were not getting a cat. Like we already had a dog and like a guinea pig. I don't even know. Imagine adding a cat to that household. It would have just been too, too many. Of, like and you know it would have been a girl women. cat. It would have yeah. been forty five women in one okay, house. What would you have named it? Um, Crystal. Okay. Um, Stevie Nicks Crystal. Yeah. Um, so. For Christmas, she even got like this little fluffy white cat that like was like meow meow, and it like did like little like begging, like making bread hands. Uh-huh. I feel like it was like a cute little cat that like kind of walked around and did cat things because she wanted a cat so bad. So this was like her cat. Okay. But what we had found out was is that this girl told people that she had a cat in no. school. It's the best story. No. 
I, for, I wish I could remember what the name of it was. I can't remember what she named it. But she she told everybody that she had a cat and to call her. she told like lots of <laughs> Should I call yeah. her? <laughs> a pleasant surprise. I'm literally recording the podcast right now. And mm-hmm. you're on the podcast right now. I what was the name of the cat that you made up? I'm telling the cat story. Oh my god, what was its name? Wasn't it like a Lily. white? What was it? Missy. Missy? <laughs> no, that was the name of your That your, was my guinea pig. <laughs> was it Snowball? It was Snowball Jesse. Snowball. It was Snowball. It was a white cat, right? It was the white cat named Snowball. And I murdered it. Okay, so wait, will you <laughs> will you please tell us what happened, what, what you did? Yes, yes. And like, I actually, it's so funny that you bring this up because I was like psychoanalyzing myself because I was like, why did I do that? But, um, <laughs> so I was in kindergarten and I don't know why, but I had in my head that I wanted a cat really bad. I think one of my friends had a cat and she was like the only other girl in class that could read. Was it so Amy? Was it Amy? It was Amy. Yep. It was Amy Schultz. Yep. <laughs> um, she was the only other girl in class that could read. And I had a very, very big, like, uh, I don't know, rivalry, friendship, frenemy with her in kindergarten. I see. And um, she could spell, uh, she spelled my with a Y before I did. I was still doing the I. So I was always feeling like I was a step behind her. Oh. But so she had a cat. Okay. I wanted a cat really bad. So I <laughs> pretended that I got a cat for Christmas. <laughs> to your class. And, you told everybody. Well, it, it wasn't like a complete lie because I did get yes. the, the Playtime Kitty. Yeah, Playtime yeah. Kitty. That's what it was called. Yes. Playtime, playtime Kitty. And it was like, a, and I'm pretty sure the Playtime Kitty came with the name Snowball. I, I don't yes, it did. It did. I'm remembering it all did. of this. Yes. And so I just like elaborated that that was a real, like, you know what? I'm going to say it was a lie by elimination and <laughs> everyone filled in the details. You know what I mean? And so then it I got, never said it was real. It got like long and <laughs> long enough where that you had to then make this cat die. Oh, I had to murder the cat. <laughs> um, it got too out of hand. Well, it's like the type of thing where it's like, I, I've always been a very anxious person as an anxious child. Like I knew telling the lie was wrong. So I was like, how am I going to get out of this? Oh my so God. Can you imagine? So many sleepless nights. Yeah, just up at night. Yeah, so like- many sleepless nights as a child. So, so wait, was what like, was the story? Go- what? Well, what did you end up telling people? Oh, so I ended up telling everyone at school that the cat had gotten out in the rain and it had been hit by a car. I think. Oh my god! <laughs> it was really frozen. Yes. Wasn't the and ground I, frozen? And I actually, added the detail of my mother having to break through the frozen ground to bury the cat. To bury the cat. Oh, really? it was what February. a picture she painted! A complex, accurate lie. I am five years old in this story. And so. then the only reason we found out is because the teacher said to my mom. We're, I'm so sorry about your cat. <laughs> I think the story was believable enough that this bitch wanted to recant it to my mother. Mom, did you daughter. did you tell them that my mom is also here, guys? Um, <laughs> did you tell them that she didn't have a cat? <laughs> yeah, she was like, "What are you talking about? We don't have a cat." Oh no! Oh no! Oh my! I remember God. that. I wanted to disappear into the wall. <laughs> Like, this is, like, a moment that, like, you know, remember, like, Christine Blasted Ford when she was like, it's indelible on the hypocampus. This is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Jesse. 
Thank you for sharing that. We I just was like telling the story. We were talking about um, our favorite toys as kids, yeah, and the the, the the playtime kitty came up. Thank you for that. I really appreciate oh, no it. No problem. I actually think it might still be kicking around in the basement. That's hilarious. Oh, get that All out. Right, bye. All right, love you. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> so funny <laughs> it's like exactly as that i remember is so funny <laughs> I, I would want to evaporate into space if my mom was like we didn't have a cat so like <laughs> what i feel like i remember my mom telling the story too is like the 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 teacher was like i'm so sorry about your cat and she was like cat we don't have a cat and it was before like she knew that my sister had like made up this whole thing because if she had known oh, she, I had think known. She, she would yeah. have she wouldn't have been like yeah. huh but like she was just like she have the wrong mother. Like yes, I'm Jessica's yes, 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 mother. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But oh my god, I just remember. And we weren't. She was never mad at her. Like I remember she oh, being no. Jess, Jessie told a story. She has a cat. Big deal. <laughs> she was like, I wanted a cat. Yeah, now she's a writer. So. Now she's a writer. <laughs> very very creative. <laughs> <laughs> but we had lots of pet cat pet um toys. Oh yeah, big pet big toys. pets. Do you see, I recently got sent a picture from my mother of when I received the My Littlest Pet Shop. Um, toy. Oh wait, what was that one and again? I'm, like losing my mind in it. What was the littlest pet shop? It's like a little uh, like toy thing, like yeah. a dollhouse style and toy, has, like, but little... it's a pet shop. Oh, that's and there's like an an aqua aquarium section. There's like little puppies and like you it's big time would love to time. like literally whenever you ask Elena what her dream career is, it's like a dog groomer. Yeah, she just wants to touch doggies and all I want to meet doggies and take care of them mm -hmm. and make sure they're comfortable and happy. How come you didn't become a vet? Because I cannot see sick doggies. Yeah, or, that's or true. Kitties. I don't want to see them sick. I want to see them taken care of and clean them. I know. It's true. I also, um, I think my one of my biggest playtime things as a kid was dress up. Oh. All, I played dress up so much. When you're like your mommy's clothes? Well. Or like you had your own little We had our own stuff. Uh, yeah, my sister and I had trunk? quite um, an archive, I would call it. How would you collect clothing for it? So like if we were out like at random places where like like I remember finding these like we found these like old ball gowns that were like on a clearance rack at some like old store where we were buying slippers for my bupshi. What a story. This is such an elaborate this story. This is an origin story. But they had like these like old lady ball gowns uh -huh. that were like no one bought them and they were like on the clearance rack for you like me an old lady ball yeah gowns. and Jesse and I wore the shit out of those. Uh -huh. Um but we like we would do lots of creative stuff, too. Like, I remember when I went through a phase where I was wearing an ace bandage as a tube top. So wow, binding early in the early on. But I was putting socks in it. So it looked like I had boobs. So I was supposed to just be like a tube top. Did it look like boobs? Like, because socks really aren't boob shaped. No, it didn't. look. It did not look like boobs. It did not look like. Is that funny? You were putting boobs in. Now you're just taking them out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Life is a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, big dress up vibes. I dressed up too because um, we had bit, like Superman and Batman pajamas that had like the capes that Velcroed on. Oh, okay. I that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's clever. I wish I had a cape that Velcroed on in my pajamas now. I remember being really upset that I couldn't dress up like Aladdin because I wasn't allowed to show my little baby nipples as a girl. <laughs> and I, that that is something that I could never understand. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was like told I had to cover up my nipples to go to the, the pool. I yeah. was like, what? Mate doesn't. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. That fucked me up. Yeah, it's messed up. My parents let me wear just bottoms for like a long time. Good for you know what? Who cares? You didn't have anything going on. Yeah, that's reminds and I me. I looked like a boy. That rem <laughs> that reminds me of a story of when I was like a toddler. I, I there's a picture of it. I'm like oh yeah, not even three. I have the picture. Yeah. Yes, 
And I mean, am I like even two? I'm like two years oh, old. so cute. We're at, we're at the beach and I got like sand and like water on my shirt. So my mom took it off so I could like play in the water. Uh-huh. We weren't there to like go to the beach and like we were, we were like kind of just like taking a walk on the beach, uh-huh. you know. And so I remember being that little and knowing how inappropriate that it was inappropriate yeah. that I should have my That's t- shirt off. crazy. I was like a tiny toddler and I was like, mommy, I need my I need a shirt. Like, I was, like, very aware that I needed a yeah. shirt. Did I ever tell you about the time when I was, like, maybe six or seven? Yeah. And I was at, like, a pool with my parents in Austria uh-huh. and my brother. And it was, like, a public indoor pool. Not indoor, like, a public pool. Like, there were different, like, sections. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, a locker room and, you know. Yeah. It's kids are playing, whatever. But unbeknownst to us, there was a naked section and oh god my dad accidentally took me into it oh no and i saw so many old man penises <laughs> oh, no. at, and i was just like gobsmacked yeah and my dad was like whoop <laughs> did he turn back around yes. oh but that stuff that that talk it about like emblazoned talk about on indelible on the hippocampus yeah. oh yeah yes emblazoned <laughs> I, like I, I can see it like the guernica like painted in my frontal lobe it's like a piece, you know, that's hanging. <laughs> a tableau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a mise-en-scene. So many old man penises. Oh, my God. So many. I could just see your dad being like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a section about our favorite toys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's, this has been, we've done a lot of questions. Let's do like one final question. <laughs> oh, here's a good question because it kind of like, you know, goes into going forward. Would we do an entire like spooky season episode? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, we'll do, like, I really. What does that mean? Well, you know what? I want to incorporate spooky stories in. For this like period of time, please send me your spooky stories. I really love it, and we'll talk about them on the podcast. And we have I can't some- do it in one breath. <laughs> and we'll have to. We have some more. You know, we're gonna talk about some more of our spookier characters and yeah. things like that. So we have a lot of fun deep dives coming up too. So it's gonna be spooky themed a lot going. Yeah, forward. I'm sure we're watching the spooky movies now, so we can talk about them too. Yes, we're and I um. Tomorrow, there's a blog going out about, like, the quintessential spooky season movies. So we're yes. going to talk about that. And um, seriously, though, please send me your scary stories. I love... Yeah, she really, tell me yeah. your personal, well, like, supernatural, snap, blah, blah, supernatural ghost story. Please tell me, like, just message me on Instagram or email us. Like, I love it. I want to talk, talk yeah, about it. We want to talk ghosts. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. And thank you guys always for sending in your questions. Yeah. We love you so much, Candle love Coven. You. Bye. Bye.